Hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are playing One Ring tonight, second edition. We are continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. We are up to episode, I believe it's 55. Uh, and uh, we had a very emotional episode last time around where we lost, nearly lost um, almost not one, but two characters as both Arineal and Gilly uh, were nearly uh, were nearly uh, taken, uh, taken from us by some terrible person. Uh, name me. Uh, but uh, fortunately, uh, you all able to to bring them back or at least uh, keep them from going too far. Got a few little glimpses into their minds and kind of that kind of that sort of thing. Uh, but this time around, uh, I already told them this is going to be a little bit more of a cathartic uh, kind of pulpy adventurous thing as we're hunting some orc. Uh, so I'm, I'm equating it to that moment at the end of Fellowship when like everything's sad with Frodo and Sam splitting off and Boromir passing, you know, and then Aragorn and Gimli and and uh, that other guy, uh, they are all just like, let's go hunt somewhere. So that's that's where we're at. Like you're gonna work through your problems by slaying some orcs. You know, I mean that sounds healthy. That sounds healthy, right? <laughs> but also yeah. Boromir pulled through in our way. What in our story? Boromir pulled through. He he almost died, but then he lived. Well, I was actually For talking us. about this with Melissa the other day. Who would we consider the Boromir uh, of the party, of the Fellowship, the totality of the Fellowship? What do we think that might be? Sacrificed himself for others? Who might that be? Oh, Gilly. <laughs> I feel like, so I feel like if you think about the Fellowship, right? We've got, mm -hmm. if you think about the Fellowship of the Ring, there's sort of two characters where we see major loss in the story, right? We got Boromir and we have Gandalf. So mm -hmm. are are we thinking Sorendir, his disappearance is more like Gandalf, where he's going to return at some point stronger than before? Or do we think it's more like Boromir, where he did, he just did? Yeah, he's not coming back. Yeah, he's <laughs> gone. Long gets gone. Long we're gets hoping, we're hoping for the I mean, return stronger than ever. Let's see. Anytime you guys want to get back there and check on him, you just let me know. It's been a really long time. Like even if he was okay, he probably ain't anymore. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's let's do some quick intros and we'll get into it. Uh, we uh, start with Floyd. Long, tell us about Floyd. I am a treasure hunting dwarf. Yeah. I slay any kind of beast that come my way, whether it be wargs, orcs, trolls. Mm -hmm. That's true. Nameless things, however. Eh, it's on not. the list to do. If they have names, Floyd's no problem. If they oh, yeah. don't have names, that's the trouble. Uh, next up, we have the gorgeous, the beautiful Gilly Kettlegrass. Ashley, tell us about Gilly. Uh, Gilly is our Brie Hobbit, and she is our scholar. She's collected notes of all of our adventures thus far, um, and she surprisingly nearly died from poison last episode. Um, that yep. was terrifying uh, yep. and emotionally draining for a week. And then <laughs> uh, she spent time uh, improving her healing skills, so now I have four pips in healing because uh, she really does not want to lose her friends. That's... That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, it's interesting because like you had, you had the wig coming. <laughs> while yeah, was, like, was hanging the <laughs> yeah. So whoever your next character was, was totally going to have a perm. Like it just yeah, it was, exactly. locked in. On it that was just locked in. Doesn't matter what. Uh, next up, Melissa, tell us about Arineal. So Arineal is our Ranger of the North champion. Uh, she 
was very, very, very injured uh, last uh, session. She still has a wound, so she is going out, uh, putting herself definitely at risk. Uh, she did lots of little things last time that didn't involve a whole lot of uh, energy, uh, so she's better at song and she's better at lore and a little bit better at crafting um, and she has unlocked all of the cool things on Manozagar. Very nice. The sort of spirits that you found uh, in the northern dwarven mines near the dwarven oathbreakers uh, where you saw a spirit just emerge from this cairn that was in a dead end area in those caves connected perhaps to uh, to Arvadui, uh, the the former king who fled uh, with the uh, the Palantir uh, and then eventually because uh, he didn't listen to listen to you know those uh, the losses that uh, kind of sunk beneath the waves lost his life lost the Palantir good times uh, next up we've got Daggett Stephen tell us about Daggett hey I'm Daggett the most friendly lovable trustworthy dwarf you'll ever meet and uh, I spent most of last session uh, practicing with my axe and upgrading my axe. So uh, I have a block fong plus one now. Okay. Block, Some would say new game plus. You know, ah, uh, you know, I put all this work, I put all this work into cool magical items with historical <laughs> and interesting history, you know, interesting connections to the world. And Stephen either just gives them away or just, just shits on them in some way, you know, just changing their names and doing whatever. I love it. Yeah. It's my favorite axe ever. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And finally, uh, to class up the party, uh, we've got Taranith. <laughs> My trade tell us about Taranith. Really, really bad decision. If if that's the decision, <laughs> uh, I'm my three. I'm playing Taranith, uh, Tau for short. I uh, warden ranger of the north, uh, who is very excited to be able to leave Tharbad with uh, our new friends and one old friend, Gary. Fantastic. All right, y'all. So let's dive in. Last time around, uh, we began, as we've already said, in that immediate aftermath of that terrible battle with the Huntsman, who we know is a Nazgul. Uh, and Arenio's uh, life was hanging in the balance. We saw this brief flashback to a moment she had over a year ago with Talendil and Marimben, who fortunately died in the last journey to Othrangul. Uh, you're at their cottage uh, in the Chetwood. They kind of, we kind of went through a couple little scenes, but basically they encourage you to find joy and love and others and to not necessarily live a, a life of solitude and pure duty. Uh, Gilly and the rest of the party, you were uh, frantically working to save Arrhenio's life, uh, bringing in herbs and uh, Floy uh, bringing out that shell he got from, uh, uh, from Lady Ortolos when you all visited uh, Linden and Forlawn. Uh, eventually it was safe to travel. You went back to Tharbad. You started seeing more of those ghosts in the outer districts. Uh, and you made it back to the bridge inn. And during the night, uh, while kind of looking over Iridial, Gilly collapsed, not realizing that she was poisoned at the time, that Gerwin's dagger had some kind of orc poison on it. Uh, so she, you began hallucinating. We got a glimpse into Gilly's mind. We saw both the good and the bad. We saw Sorendir haunting her, like this, this sort of flashback to her time in the cell uh, with an Othran goal in that icy, icy prison. Uh, but we also saw the happy times with all of like your friends and basically family coming to have dinner uh, at your family's home. Arrhenial, you kind of struggled awake, called for help. Everyone did respond, including Titus, in fact. And you were all able to actually treat Gilly's wound just in time uh, as uh, 
as it was touch and go. Uh, in the morning, you all limped to the Red Palace uh, within Tharbad, and you earned an audience with Master Gurnow. Uh, and uh, you tried to negotiate for the release of Thorvum and Thebe, uh, the dwarf friends that you've known now for uh, probably two years, I guess, at this point. Eventually, Gurnow did agree to release them from their pillories and put them into house guard, but in order to release them from their contracts, he wanted something more in return. And so specifically, he wanted you to assist Tharnow, his eldest son, uh, as there is there are orcs amassing uh, to the south of Tharbad and kind of hidden in the hills here and there, uh, and they needed uh, reinforcements. And so you all agreed to this, uh, and they were led by an orc by the name of Aglur the Unbroken. Uh, you all agreed uh, to do this once your runes were recuperated, or at least you got some time, and um, then you would join the hunt. And so over the next several days, you all started doing some some training, some resting, and just some some bonding here and there as we hit that fellowship phase. So unless anybody has a specific scene that they want, I'm going to go ahead and start us off, if that's all right. Okay. So Good. we're going to kind of do this pan over top of the ruined city of Tharbad, we see some some of these old buildings still intact, others that have fallen to ruin. We see groves of trees and vegetation and even small little patches of farms all throughout the district. Uh, and as we pan across it, we start, you know, over top of the northern side of the Grey Flood River. We, uh, we see everything from the guard tower, the very north, to the Red Palace. It's morning, so the candles, the candlelight is no longer flickering. We see Helkar Tower to the north side of the this broken bridge. We see the Middle Island. And eventually, we zoom in on Ringle Tower, which is on the southern side uh, of the Grey Flood River. Uh, you all have just recently uh, landed on the, the south side of the river, and you begin trudging up the causeway uh, towards the tower itself. You know that this is the tower where essentially the guards of Tharbad make his barracks. We see you go inside. We see some torchlight here and there flickering where no sunlight makes it in. It's kind of illuminating these rough stone walls. You all can smell this, this air. It's thick with, with damp stone, old wood. And you can hear the, these uneven floorboards, some old wood, some recently replaced, creaking underfoot. Uh, the interior, as you look around, is very sparsely furnished. You can see there's some straw pallets here and there and some basic wooden furniture and you can see that some of those pallets are filled with guards who are dozing, having probably just returned from their night shift. This is stone circular staircase as you start leading up uh, to the to the upper levels of this uh, of this keep of this tower. And then we kind of zoom in now, where we see Tharnow. We see Murdoch, Tharnow, the eldest Murdoch, somewhere in the middle. And we see some of their lieutenants kind of gathering in this meeting room. They kind of accept you, greet you as you come inside. There's this large wooden table that dominates the center of the room. You can see all these people are kind of pouring over what looks like the maps of these southern lands, some that might even be familiar to you, Floy, as you spent some time looking at them in the, uh, in the library. Uh, through the window, you can see light is kind of casting these shadows along the walls, and it kind of gives you a, a very impressive but also somewhat depressing view uh, of the city and of the river. Uh, and you can see on the other side, on the other wall, there's this impressive tapestry uh, that kind of hangs down. And... Uh, the room kind of buzzes with activity as you all have been sent to reinforce. Uh, so Thur Tharnow will, will look to you all as you arrive, locks eyes for a moment with Taraneth before kind of quickly looking away. Uh, 
those of you with decent insight, you see just a touch of red start to appear in his cheeks. And he says to you all, are you sure you are rested and ready? This will, this will take some time. They are, they are very crafty, these orcs. They are very well-provisioned and well-armored. They, uh, we think they are on the move. They never stay in one place for too long. We will be outside the city for some time. You'll be in the wilds. And I expect, and I hope, there will be bloodshed. Do not commit to this unless you are prepared. We have taken as much time as we can afford to take. We will still be victorious, we believe, but we cannot wait around another several days. Uh, Jeff, I have a question, um, like a meta question. As a warden, Ranger of the North, do I under, like, because I know this as a, as a player, uh, just because I've seen the movies and read the books, of, but like as in the world, would I understand that an orc with a title such as this one probably has like battalions and platoons and it's not just like a bunch of marauders? So I would say, assuming that you all converse, right? At, over the last week or so, you've all talked, maybe you've shared stories, maybe Arineal has told you about the trips to Angmar, the issues with Rotag and some of his lieutenants. I would say it's it's probably enough for you to realize that if an orc has a title, uh, then that usually means not necessarily that they are like this the the leader of these these huge battalions or anything like that. Could be, but it does it definitely means that they are accomplished and that they have earned the respect, or at least uh, in some ways the the devotion uh, or the the loyalty as much as it can be be given by many other orcs and many other goblins. They've lived long enough to actually have a reputation, and so by having this title, like. It's this is not just your average orc issue. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think T Tara shares that when Therno talks about how they're always on the move and, and whatnot, um, she says that it is uh, unsurprising if an orc has, and, and she shares essentially what you just shared with me. So he'll, he'll clear his throat, <clears throat> kind of look to everybody else. Um, we've, we've had some intelligence given back to us. We've had scouts, as you might expect. We've had run-ins. What we can tell you for certain, although we've not encountered this Aglaw, we've heard his name from some goblin outriders or, or others that we've captured, interrogated. First, they are far, far better provisioned armored, equipped, than most orcs we've ever encountered. Normally they are wearing but scattered or patchwork leather, maybe a, a small piece of mail or two, and their weaponry is, uh, well, we might say that their, their smiths are not necessarily one to be remembered, but these, these are different. Uh, whoever is outfitting them or wherever they found these weapons, these armor, it is of quality. To the point where I would even, and he looks down at Floy and Daggett, 
I would even hazard to guess that it rivals some of your people's. While they might not have the intelligence, as some of us in this room, they have strength, they have ferocity, and now they have weapons and armor to help support that. And there is a bit of cunning to some, as although we've heard this name, we've never quite encountered them. And more than that, the kind of orcs that we've come across are different. Some taller, less hunched over, less feral. They seem strangely proud at times. It is a different breed, perhaps. Not sure exactly. Or maybe it's just a different kind for these hills, and they've come from, from over the mountains or further to the south. I can't be sure. Well, however outfitted they are, we'll strike them down the same. We divide and conquer, go down alleys, set up ambush points, take them out one by one. I like your, like your thinking, dwarf. Yes, my, th- my thoughts were. We head south. We look around. There are many hills, valleys. Ruins here and there. Forest of some. There are still some swampy areas, rivers, this sort of thing. Many places for for orcs to hide. And uh, I figure we should keep we should keep some some coverage amongst ourselves. We shouldn't spread ourselves too thin. Uh, but we should not return until we have done the job. That is what Gurnau, my father. And he says that almost with a sneer, has tasked us with doing. And if you want your friends to be released from their contract, then I suggest we do not return to the city without it having been done and with the head of Aglor at the end of one of our spears. I, I trouble. do need to offer... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. You'll have trouble putting his head on one of your spears because I'll have cut it off with my axe. You can see a grin kind of comes to his to his face. I have no doubt of it, Daggett. I have no doubt at all. Kind of looks at the uh, rest of you. I I feel I must offer some caution to any planning we do. They may not be intelligent in the way that you or many here define, but what they lack in that kind of intelligence, they more than make up for an instinct. I would not underestimate them. You all hear like a like a laugh start to, to echo as you see like sitting on a chair, kind of leaning back into the corner. Believe me, there are far worse things in this world than orcs and goblins. They are little, little more than a simple warg or even a bear. With how renowned this uh, fellowship is, I, I don't, uh, I don't imagine you'll have much trouble. But if you are afraid, you can return and hide underneath Titus's skirt some more. And we here, we of Tharbad, can deal with this as we should. Thaw now. 
you can tell that they bicker back and forth for a minute. He sh shush, they have offered help, and we shall accept it. You know as well as I, we've had months to deal with this issue. I, at least, have the... I can swallow my pride, and I can admit when I have not been able to accomplish my task. You, however, only make excuses. How are the Dunlingdon Raiders faring along the southern road, brother? And he just kind of looks up with a sneer, and you see he gets up, kind of kicks the chair a little bit, and kind of steps forward, but one of the guards kind of steps in the way, and you can see like he was about to like just swing and deck Tharnow, and his face gets all red, and he retreats back into the shadows at that point. Uh, Gilly kind of like clears her throat. <clears throat> uh, anyways, I had questions about these weapons that you said that they have. Um, have you guys uh, retrieved any of them? Could I view them to see if I can identify their origins at all? So uh, Tharnow will look over and he's like, kind of coming down from like this sudden flash of anger, but he quickly, you can see the, the flush in his face quickly fades and he snaps his finger and you can see one of his, like one of his attendants kind of comes over and he lays this, this ax on the ground, uh, on the, on the table. Uh, it's, it's crooked and, or not crooked, I should say, but it's like malshapen, like the, it's dark black metal. Uh, it's got these spikes kicking out of it here and there in different joints. And the shaft itself is also this bent metal, like it's intentionally designed in that way. Um, I will, uh, give you a crafting test would be the most ideal uh, a lore test is okay, but a lore test will be uh, ill-favored. Uh, but if you could if I you prefer possibly it, possibly also do a lore test. Absolutely. I so lore, lore is going to be favored. yeah, lore will be ill-favored. But I will give uh, anyone who wants to do a craft is just straight up. So uh, I have lore favored. Since you're saying it's ill-favored, it'll just be a straight so roll. Yeah, it's just a straight roll yeah. for you. Yeah. And you said craft is a straight roll. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I will give, if either of the dwarves want to do this, by the way, if you guys decide to craft, uh, you can take uh, it favored if the dwarves decide to roll. Ooh, do it. I'll do it at favored. Otherwise, I'm pretty bad at craft. Arineal uh, had just worked on craft, and so she's like, yeah, I'll give it a try, and failed. Yeah. There's a nine I under 13. Uh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I I talked over you. What were you saying? Oh no, I failed as a nine under thirteen. I failed as well, sixteen under eighteen. Fair enough. Great uh, success, Laura. Test for Gilly. Okay, my crap is extraordinary. Extraordinary success. Okay, uh, my crap is regular. How'd you do, Daggett? Uh, thirteen, thirteen. Uh, so no you, extra successes. Okay, I'll tell one you a success. few things. First of all. Daggett, uh, I will say one thing you do notice about it. Uh, so with your one success, it's not dissimilar in material than Block Fong. Uh, it's got that same kind of ashy coloring to it. The metal is kind of blackened here and there. Uh, it's even slightly warm to the touch, which is a little bit curious for the metal, uh, considering you're in a, a room without much heat. And it is late summer, early autumn, so it's not very warm out right now. So I'll say that's the one thing you would notice. Uh, Gilly, you would also get that for sure, uh, because you have done so much reading on Block Fong. Uh, and I would also say that, Gilly, you are able to kind of pinpoint, especially since you've had time with Floy, 
to like there's like a, a maker's mark uh, on this, uh, like this this sort of signature kind of that you see in the in the carved into the blade here and there. These little markings uh, that you would recognize as uh, as black speech. And then Floyd, in addition to all of that, you notice that right where the shaft and the blade are kind of affixed together. If you recall, there was this small little kind of purple amethyst at the at the kind of collar of your of your mithril uh, your mithril chain shirt there, and you were able to piece it together as this was a kind of a flourish that somebody um, like an ancient dwarf from so many generations ago, countless generations ago. Uh, kind of affixed to it. And you've heard little stories about the the shirt itself, and you when you kind of went to uh, Forlond, you you learned a little bit more on how to remove the curse and something about like this treachery between dwarves and elves within Linden an age ago, ancient history. Well, you're able to as you're looking at it, you notice this 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 kind of small little facet uh, right where the blade uh, in the in the shaft meet. As you kind of scrub your kind of big dwarven thumb across on it, you do see some almost soot begin to scrape away. And you see underneath it the faint specks of some kind of jewel, like a a purplish color and amethyst. Now, with your extraordinary success, obviously you would say it's either the same maker or because dwarves often teach generations below and so many crafters people who focus on this uh will uh will sometimes inherit specific signatures and stuff it's either the same maker which would be extraordinarily extraordinary or it's more likely somebody who has fallen you know followed that line of craft did we know if this maker was this Golfang? that is the name that you have heard a couple times you've seen it in your research it's come up before uh, and there was even at one point Thorvim and Thebe told you as they were interrogating once many, many, I think two years ago, uh, they were interrogating some of Rotag's uh, lieutenants that they found. Uh, and they managed to to burst out that name, though they didn't have much more beyond that. So I would imagine that we're all just, we're dropping some of this knowledge on them. Or are we keeping this to ourselves? I see no reason to keep it. Just knowledge drop real quick. Yeah. It, it involves a lot of Gilly going like, oh, I, I, I have notes about this. And she's like frantically like flipping through her book. And then she's like reading a passage of her notes. And then she's like, oh, that reminds me of when we fought Rotag. And... And then she's like going through and she's she's saying more things. And when you mention the name Rotag, uh, Tharnell's eyes get white. You know of of Rotag. Rotag uh, the yes. Butcher, Rotag the Relentless. We knew of Rotag. We slain Rotag. Did you? Yes, with Thorbum and Thievi, who you have trapped on it- your middle island. When when was this? Uh, and she'll go through and rattle mm-hmm. off uh, the dates and such. Uh, we even have a song that we wrote of our victory. Okay, okay. We don't need to share those now. This is a meeting <laughs> after all. 
But no, his his eyes get kind of wide, and he's like, "Rotag was a was a scourge. Two years, two years ago, we have not seen his name or his kind for some time. He marched through these lands, and it was a terrible yeah. time. He almost, we thought for a while, might descend upon the city itself, but he left it intact." They were Curious. testing their, from what we could gather, uh, our defenses, because they were also up near Bree and Coombe. And we followed them to Mount Gundabad. You have done us a fine service, Hobbit, Gilly Kettlegrass, Arineal, Floy. Daggett, why did you not mention this as a, amongst your accomplishments? Well... Um. I joined the fellowship a little bit later. Fair enough. But when we, when we, caution the danger of of fighting these, they we, we do mean it wholeheartedly. This is concerning to me, but it does not change our objective. There are blight on this land. We are getting closer and we feel comfortable. And if we can get one of these threats from the Southlands out of our out of our hair, then we can turn our focus to my brother's task. And he just kind of looks kind of sneering. And he says, That task, I mind you, I should be attending to now. You have enough reinforcements to deal with your your problem. Let me go deal with mine. Darnell kind of shakes his head. One at a time, you heard father. Enough splitting our focus. You assist with me in my task, I will assist you in yours. And that is the way of it. Unless you wish to have a more serious conversation. And he kind of stands like tall really suddenly. And he's much bigger than his brother. Again, they're probably like 10 to 15 years apart. Like there, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a decent gap between the two of them. And you can see, like, Murdoch just kind of sneers. He just waves his hand at that point. Uh, sorry to interrupt a family dispute, but Murdoch, wouldn't you be interested in the renown of defeating a named orc? Renown for defeating an orc. It's an orc. Come now. A named orc. Because they give them names, I'm supposed to feel more proud about defeating them. <laughs> oh, he's right. Nameless things are a bit tougher. Kind of uh, looks at you. There's, those Thank are you. terrifying. Do <laughs> the most oh. strangest look. When it comes time for the killing blow, then you can step aside. He just kind of rolls his eyes. What folly my father has for listening to you all. <laughs> This one, and he points over towards Terranet. This one here. A weakness. The old man. And you too, Thar, now. Don't think we don't know. And like, Ter- like at that point, like, I don't know how Terranet responds, but Thar now, like, he was big and very strong at that point. Almost withers ever so slightly. And you can see there's some exchanges of glances between his men as a, a touch of embarrassment, but it kind of returns pretty quickly. And at this point, 
Like he's ready. Karen turns bright red, but that doesn't stop her from like squaring up her shoulders and this. Um, it it looks like a red of anger, not of like anything else. You know, sure. they're definitely something else. But but yeah, it's a red of menace. So well, this has been lovely. Uh, but we have some scouting we need to do. Um, do you guys have their last locations known? Uh, I know I heard that they had trolls amongst them as well. Uh, so not sure guys... about that. We haven't got confirmation that we've seen no trolls. Uh, Rotag, he, he did, but uh, this group, we have not. They move too quickly for that, I think. Okay. Uh, you guys don't, there's not very many uh, caves or anything nearby. There the trolls are... would mainly be underground. He kind of like looks down and you kind of grimaces a little bit as you're being a little condescending. Uh, he's like, uh, but she means it so I know, nicely. I know, I know. Yeah. He's just like, yes, uh, yes, Miss Kettlegrass, uh, yes, trolls are, are often in caves, but that is, there's only one particular type of troll. There are others as well. Hill trolls, for instance, they don't necessarily live uh, within caves themselves. They could live at the, the, the dark gully. I just, I fell into a troll, a cave of trolls once, and I would rather not repeat it. Well, you should watch where you, you place your... You're very large feet then, shouldn't you? And he gives you a smile. And and she just kind of shrugs and she's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Murdoch at this point, can we cease with this rabble? Do we not have work to do? Yes, we do. Let us go. Finally. So he like gets up and kind of pushes people off him and kind of like holding onto them. And Murdoch just kind of storms out. Tharnell lets out like a big sigh. I don't disagree. We should move. And we'll say the scene closes at that point. I was going to make a warrior's prayer to send it out. <laughs> okay. So this is how this is going to work. Uh, we're not going to do a full journey phase because you're not, in fact, actually journeying to a specific point. It's rather you're searching a lot of locations. And, and in answer to your question, Gilly, there are many spots where they've been sighted. Uh, but they've been, but there have been many spots. Uh, and then there's others like smaller groups, bigger groups here and there. They've been moving with uh, with a great deal of coordination in a way that, again, is not necessarily indicative of orcs. There's a lot of. Um... Yeah, go ahead. I would like to uh, make like a map of sorts so the best that they can of like tracking their movements. Oh, no, they have, that's what was on the table. They, They've already been doing that. So, yeah, that's already there. Uh, so what we're going to we're going to play this as is we're going to do this as a, as a more robust skill endeavor here as we begin to sort of search around the uh, the southern lands. Uh, the you know it's to the south. You know they've they've not really been on the road as much. Uh, that's really been the issue with like the the Dunling uh, raiders and stuff. But uh, they've been here and there. Uh, they do these swaths. The difference between those raiders and the orcs is the orcs don't leave anyone alive. The raiders just rob people is really all is, is the major difference. Uh, so we're going to treat this like a skill endeavor. Uh, it's going to be, I've already kind of set the resistance for you. So the, the resistance is going to be nine uh, as this is not easy. Uh, and there's going to be a couple slight wrinkles to this. So generally speaking, what you're going to be doing uh, is you're going to be rolling to sort of move around, find locations. Some of the, some of the roles that you do are actually going to be contested. 
uh, as the orcs are intentionally trying to uh, kind of hide their movements here and there. So there's going to be moments where some difficulties are going to increase or decrease depending on certain actions. Uh, the most common skills that are going to be useful here are hunting and exploration. Uh, exploration is more general. Hunting is like trying to find specific, you know, tracks or signs, that kind of thing. Uh, but there are also going to be potential kind of penalties here and there. Uh, I'm going to say because really none of you other than Tara have spent time down here, and this is sort of new terrain, and you're looking at it with sort of a, a closer inspection. Uh, some of you are, you might get some some penalties on these rolls here and there. Uh, and failed I roles. I did spend some time in the downtime scouting it with Tharnout last session. Yeah, was that enough fair. for me to learn or not quite? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, it's really just going to be mostly related to, you know, some some yeah. some specific situations behind the scenes that, that might occur. Um, and then I'm going to, as a way to apply complications, failed roles, and Eyes of Sauron, I might tinker with the resistance level here and there and adding like little setbacks from time to time. Uh, so that's the, the general gist. Uh, you're, you're on foot. Uh, this is not necessarily like, you know, people don't have horses as a normal means of travel. Even, even the scouts themselves are mostly on foot. So you're welcome to bring the ponies if you want. Um, but you're also welcome to leave them behind and Titus will take care of them. It's kind of up to you all with that. I'm going to leave them behind. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave mine too. All right. Uh, any other, uh, I think there's one more, right? Gilly's got one, I think. Oh yeah, I would. If they're not taking their skilly, we'll leave hers as well. Okay. Uh, so we will say we're setting out late morning, day one, and I'm also going to be counting days. And the skill endeavor rolls that we make, don't think of them as like they're happening in the moment. They're happening over the course of several hours in the course of maybe a couple days, as you guys are literally scouring the countryside, going from hex to hex. And remember, like each hex is essentially a day's worth of travel, but you guys are exploring it far more fully than just speeding right through it. Uh, so this could take some time. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sounds fun. Okay. So, um, so you guys leave through the, the Southern, Southern guard tower on the causeway, uh, heading down and eventually the causeway brings you down to the South road, North South road, the road that if you continued on for quite some time, will eventually lead you, uh, into the, into the realm of Gondor. Uh, and yes, I know the, the other people are here, but you're the heroes, so you're going to be making the rolls. Uh, so who would like to get out in front and try to do something, and how would they want to contribute to sort of searching uh, for these these orcs and such? I'll start us off. Okay, man. So I'll use exploring here. Take use of the terrain to our advantage as most as possible, so it's like going up natural hills, trying to avoid more of the marshy, slow areas. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, yeah, go. So it's just going to be, would you say it's going to be exploration? Is that what you wanted? Yeah, exploration. Okay. All right. Uh, go for it. Give that roll. All right. I have three pips in Explorer. Regular success. Okay. Uh, so right out of the gate, you start, we'll say, kind of heading almost due south. Uh, and most of the travel uh, in within you know sight or a few hours of Tharbat is is isn't too difficult. The Tharnow and some of his some of his his scouts and and maybe even Murdoch, who definitely seems to be keeping to himself and has a foul mood about him, uh, they they don't necessarily tell you that, or at least they tell you that the the orcs don't necessarily get too close, and you can expect it's probably more a day or so out. But nonetheless, at a certain point, Floa here 
you're all kind of spread out a bit. You're not too far apart, but you're spread out. Everyone's within sight of somebody. Uh, Floyd, you you kind of catch sight of something. You see, you see this like broken, kind of trampled vegetation. You can see these what looks like bushes and these small saplings that are still kind of grown up. They're all bent over as if something something has kind of trampled over them. And in addition, in addition to that, you notice that as you're as you're examining them briefly. You see these broken branches, broken stems, and the bushes themselves seem to be uh, just trampled down. The, the grass around it as well is matted. But you also smell this very acrid stench uh, of like burned wood, almost something foul, like almost sulfuric in a way. Uh, and you can just, it's, it's wafting in the air. You don't immediately see uh, where it's coming from. Uh, but there definitely is not a mist in the air, but uh, a light fog is that hasn't quite been burned away by the sun yet. Uh, but this is, this is kind of what you, what you see and smell. And as your eyes are starting to adjust and you're waiting for that mist to sort of spread out, you do see what looks to be a ruin, uh, far to the Southwest. This not too dissimilar from where you, where you encountered Gerwin, something very similar to that. Uh, it's off in the distance. You would probably peg it as maybe a half an hour to an hour's walk. I've got eyes on a ruin. Something's trampled through here as well. This is uh, this is great, uh, Floy. I, I believe this is something that I can uh, follow up with. Then, now that we've got a beginnings of a trail, so Arenial's thinking hunting maybe next. Go ahead, roll that hunting test. Uh, so this me, is uh, ill favored, right? This one. Um, oh, hang on. Let me do a little roll here really fast. Uh, okay, you can roll. You can roll this normal, but you're going to roll it with a minus one d six. As again, this is sort of contest. I have my own little calculation behind the scenes, uh, but not ill favored. No, you're building directly off a of lead Floyd gave you, so no ill favored necessary. Okay, um, I'm gonna. Anyway, we've got a fight coming up, so I'm just going to try to roll these as is and see how it goes. Maybe you can recruit Poorly. them to the fellowship. Poorly. That's fair. Okay. So, Arenial, you pick up what you think are tracks. You you start heading in the direction of where you think this kind of trampled site comes from. You go towards that watchtower. You're sneaking out in front. Uh, you're peeking. You're, you're moving fine. Like, your leg is probably still sore. Uh, but it's middle, you know, it's not... It's not early morning when it was most sore or late in the day. It's you're feeling decently strong to some degree. But as you approach this this watchtower, uh, where you're certain that smell that Floyd described, which you were able to pick up as well, likely originated from, you your leg that you injured uh, suddenly kind of gives out on you. But it's not so much your your injury. As you look down, you see the ground beneath you just begin to give way. And Arineal, you fall uh, into what looks to be some kind of pit trap that has been dug and, and sort of plastered around the outside of this ruin. There's all sorts of leaves and rubbish that have been put over it that look very much like the trampled ground that Floy, that Floy looked at. Uh, you are going to take uh, six endurance loss as you land in this pit trap. You can see this bit of wooden spike just scrapes through. It kind of pierces your armor and it gets right into like your... Uh, your side as you fall down. Floyer nearby, you can see her immediately fall uh, and uh, you can hear her kind of cry out from below. 
shades back to whenever Neil had heard her like before, and she's just like, ow. We'll get you up. Don't worry. And it's not too difficult. You can get her up at that point. Uh, but you look around, and I guess one thing that might pop into your minds is that if these are goblin traps or orc traps, like everything they do is so much of what they do is poisoned. Uh, and so, you know, you're not necessarily sure if that happens. But all you see there are are, are sharpened bits of wood buried into the pit below. Uh, it could have been much worse for you, Reniel. You just happened to fall down one side and only the one the one spike uh, scrapes you. Uh, up ahead, this this... You're not sure exactly what it was, whether it was a, a, a watchtower or a fortress. It's not in as near good a shape as the one that you encountered Gerwin in. Uh, there definitely doesn't seem to be anything above maybe a wall height. Um, it's on a very slight incline, uh, and you were kind of on that incline where the shrubberies are grown, and that's where you kind of collapsed in. Uh, but that smell, as all of you come to catch up and help a renewal out, that acrid sulfuric smell is still up there. What do you want to do? Uh, I have something that uh, you can totally say no to because it's a little bit out there. Uh, but I'd like to use insight uh, to see if there is any additional information about either this track or the ruin or anything that's not sort of immediately apparent from... Um, scouting trampled footprints or anything like that uh sure i'll take it uh it i'm gonna roll over the minus one d6 that a had for hunting though uh but yeah you can okay. roll it yeah so it's just one fewer d6 is all you would roll okay uh that's no problem just moved. Okay. Uh, remind me about what 11s are on our D12. <laughs> Those are our Our stories. Okay. They're bad for us. They're bad. Okay. It's a bad cool. thing. So well, essentially during the skill endeavor, what this means is there's going to be a setback of some kind. Uh, and it's going to increase the resistance. And so in this case, the sorry is going to end up being a plus two. So resist there's no time limit on this uh on this okay. skill endeavor but the sooner you get it done the sooner the better right uh, but this is going to go from eight up to ten now sorry uh, for the total ready. it's a one so you can still add up everything because you might still succeed so my, i i rolled a zero, 16 sorry. total okay so 16 total you don't count the 11 so you just count up just count up your your, your d6s so what's the total of your d6s six six is your total of the, of the d6s so it would be a yeah. fail okay yeah all right, so you, you know, you take a look at this, and I would say your insight uh, role, since it fails, since you came up with a Sauron, um, I would tell you that there's nothing you're really confident about when you look at this. Like on the one hand, this the craftsmanship uh, of the traps, like it seems to be well crafted. It also seems to be pretty wily and, and strategic, which in some ways doesn't fit uh, the personality or, or at least the tactics uh, of, of these orcs, and especially since they're moving around. But on the other hand, everything, every sign is pointing to them being a little bit more savvy than your, your everyday orc. Uh, so I would say it's, there's probably nothing that you can glean 
with any certainty uh, from what you know you and Arinio have looked at at this point. Okay, thank you. All right, who wants to contribute? Now we've got these. So you're you're basically at the this this base of an incline that goes up to this old ruin of possibly a watchtower, possibly uh, some kind of fortress or or some some building of some kind was up here long ago. Uh, you smell that that strange scent of smoke and and sulfuric like kind of that sulfuric aftertaste. Uh, and Irenio is kind of patching up her side. Taraneth has been inspecting the trap to see if there's anything she can glean from it. What do the rest of you want to do here? Uh, could I stealth up into the tower to see if we find anything in there? You can absolutely stealth up. That's not gonna. That's not going to help with the skill endeavor. But you can certainly yeah, roll. Yeah, but just to see. Yeah. So roll, roll stealth, and that could get you up there without uh, without notice. And then we can decide what you want to roll to progress the endeavor. I got a great success. Okay. So uh, we're going to make a contested, obviously. So if anyone's up there, I'm going to roll some dice. And you're not sure necessarily if I'm rolling dice for real or if I'm just rolling dice fake. Just to scare me? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to make a face with my eye. Ooh. And then I'm going to come back. Okay. So Gilly, you're <laughs> able to climb up uh, very quietly, very stealthily. You're sticking to the brush. You're setting your feet carefully. Once or twice, you put your foot down only to feel the earth just kind of dip and you know another trap and another one, another trap. And there's probably three more you count as you move on up as this whole way up looks to be trapped in some way. You see uh, what looks like the remnants of like the likely the opening. There's like an archway here, but you don't see the top of the arch. You just see the sides. Uh, you can see some stone has crumbled onto the ground. When you look around and you peek from, from within some of these bits of rubble, uh, there's almost no intact structure anywhere in here. Uh, you can see it's also overgrown with vegetation. The one thing you do notice, however, uh, is that kind of on the, on the far side, there appears to be some kind of reinforced opening, much like the archway to enter it. But instead of it going into a wall, it kind of goes into this mound of earth. Uh, it almost looks like a mine opening. Okay, uh, I don't know if I want to go in it. Be brave. Okay, I did get an extra success so with my stealth, so I want to enact my art of disappearing and then I slowly make my way in there to see if I see or smell, if that's like where the source of the smell is coming from. Yeah, I can tell you without roll, without you know any kind of roll necessary. As you get to the edge of this thing, as you cross through the heavily, uh, heavily veg you know heavy vegetation that covers the this once courtyard of some kind, you get to this mound, you get to the entrance, which you can tell is kind of sagging. The stone has kind of ripped apart here and there, but there's still an opening. Uh, but as you get close and you maybe get a few steps down, uh, it certainly the smell is is most most certainly down this this uh, this decline. It goes very far down into the darkness. Uh, so you can't really see much, but you can yeah. definitely smell and, and, and verify. Do I hear anything coming from there? Um, well, what I'll say is if you, you can roll an awareness test. 
Yeah, you can roll an awareness test. And since this is hearing, nothing you don't get the benefit of your your lantern or anything like that. Yeah, that's for um, which call it anyways. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Uh, great success. Okay, uh, you hear what sounds like water. Uh, I would say since you have a great success, it sounds like uh, moving water, as if there's there's a maybe an underground stream or river of some kind. Okay, I would like to slowly continue to push down there. Okay, are you going by yourself? Uh, that's a great question. Um, she no, I'm gonna go back and see if anybody wants to go with me. Okay, so we'll say you come back. You you kind of you've done some reconnoitering. You can fill everyone in and what you found. You didn't see any immediate signs of of orcs or goblins or anything in the courtyard. But you did find that mine entrance. You went down a few steps to get confirmation of the smell, and you heard what sounded like running water, uh, at, you know, deep into the darkness of that uh, of that mine. Um, so yeah, what do we want to do? Should we continue to to pursue this to see, or or just try and find an exclude? I didn't find any signs that goblins or orcs were here currently. There's something here. Let's follow that smell. Arno, do you know how extensive these mines would be? Well, unfortunately, some of the scouts that we've sent, whenever we've encountered one of these openings, whether it's a cave or whether it's an old mine, many of them haven't returned. Those that did described a very circuitous network, one that doesn't seem to be uh, fixed in any particular way natural streams coming from the swan fleet or from the from the gray flood uh, with underground lakes here and there we've done some searching down here and we've had some encounters from time to time we've not yet discovered any any stronghold or place where they've held up uh, but i can tell you daggett that they are extensive so much so that we've been unable to map them entirely That could prove why they've been so elusive. If they know these tunnels well enough, they could move around you without you even knowing. That is true. They are so adverse to the sunlight at times. I would imagine their travel has perhaps improved in the darkness below. On the other hand, it sounds like your people have already done some of this work of exploration and we would be, in some ways, repeating work that has already been done. You hear Murdoch kind of cough up. His people are not very good at their jobs. Those that are, well, they return with tails between their legs. And those that aren't don't return at all. So, maybe they've done the work, but apparently they've not done it well. Tharnow just kind of looks over and barks as if yours are any better. I'll lead the way into the mines. All right. Uh, okay, what skill do you want to use here, Floyd? I've got scan or explore. Okay. Uh, so they're going to give different things, possibly. Scan is looking for kind of hidden things. Explore is really just kind of going down various tunnels. Scan might like reveal 
like a hidden passageway or it might reveal a hidden cache of something and explore is more just sort of a general find the obvious tunnel, go down it type of thing. All right, I'll go for explore then. Just go down the All tunnels. Right. Let me do a quick roll here to see if there's anything contesting. Uh, minus one D6. I got a 16 regular success. Regular success. All right, Floy. I know what it's like being the only person who's productive. I know it's like, buddy. <laughs> so you start uh, you start descending. Is everyone, I'm presuming, unless you tell me otherwise, I'm presuming everyone's staying together as a group. Yeah. So Floy, you take the lead. Uh, I'm presuming you also have some sort of, you know, torch or lantern or something out as On well. It. Okay. Uh, and you begin to descend with Gilly right behind you with the lantern. Uh, Gilly's hunch was 100% correct as you probably descend on about a 45 degree angle, uh, probably about 40 feet. And then eventually you come across what looks to be a river. Uh, and the stench down here is just absolutely awful. As you can see that there's various bits of, uh, of kind of fog or steam coming up. There's all of these different uh, stalagmites and everything kind of kicking up here and there. Uh, everyone go ahead and roll a, let's call it uh, an athletics test as you are trying to prevent your eyes from kind of sort of not necessarily bleeding, but kind of burning or your your breath from uh, from getting caused or retching from the, the stink down here. Is this straight? I'm just going to call Yeah, this is just straight. This is just whether or not you can withstand it. There's no real <laughs> stamina roll. Athletics is kind of like the closest thing I use for it. Great success. Okay. All you need is a regular this success. success. <laughs> this is what I get a candy and a great success on. Okay. For Anyone sure. fail? I got to have one of my 12. Uh, 12 is a candy, right? So 12 is a candy. I, yeah. I got to a candy. Go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Good to go. Um, so I did take my shadow scar uh, in that last fight, and I have a slight limp now. Okay. And we've established that I don't run very well, which is probably why I got a Sauron. Oh, dear. Okay, every time a Sauron no. is rolled, I'm telling God you, the resistance it. goes back up. I am, honestly, I'm sorry, Steve, but I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one at this point. So I'm, I, I feel bad good about time. your Sauron. So what we'll say... Uh, is that uh, two things are going to happen. On, on the, the the negative is that the resistance is going to go back up. But I'll say on the positive, since you had a couple of people who had extra successes, uh, you can quickly tend to Daggett. As he starts, to, he, he kind of collapses a little bit. His knee kind of gives way as he starts to go in this horrible coughing fit. And you can see his eyes are kind of just dripping with tons of tears as the, the sclera is turning from white to red. But you're quickly able to kind of get some fresh water into those eyes. You're able to get a cloth over his mouth. And so I'll make it so there's no endurance loss for this. So because other people can tend to you. Uh, but this does take time to kind of tend to dag it. You might even have to quickly kind of go back up for a bit to give him fresh air. But it does kind of slow this down. And not only that, but a dwarf coughing is extraordinarily loud. And it echoes down the various tunnels that seem to kind of connect to this place. Uh, but after, after everyone kind of gets settled and accustomed, uh, Floy, you notice that the river kind of runs in a cross. Uh, you can see that you can, so it's like kind of run perpendicular to the descent uh, from the mine itself. 
you can see that it goes off to, we'll call it, you know, your left and your right. And there's a very narrow walkway where you can walk on the, on the side of it. It's not a very lengthy or, or wide river in any regard, but it does look very murky and dirty. And the smell suggests that there's some kind of terrible runoff here and there. It's not the type of thing that anyone really want to go swimming in or drink from. Uh, across the river, you do see that this tunnel continues to extend and disappear uh, into the darkness below as it goes deeper. So you basically have three choices and I'll let employees your, your choice. Do you want to try to cross this river and go down or do you want to try to go kind of left or right uh, and just sort of follow the river one way or the other? Let's go right, follow the river. Okay. So you continue to sort of move uh, down the river, everyone else kind of balancing, uh, being very careful here and there. There's not a very wide walkway, but it's not enough that I'm going to require a roll or anything. Eventually, uh, it does open up. Uh, it's probably about an hour's travel inside here. A lot of coughing along the way. Uh, you can hear plenty of complaining from Murdoch. Uh, but this is like a, a fool's errand. But eventually, you notice that the river kind of disappears down into the earth as if it just descends underneath this rock wall uh, to your, we'll call it the northeast. And the path you're following opens up. And what you notice, Floy, is there's this uh, kind of nexus of probably three different tunnels, including the one that you've been on. And you can see carved into various sections are these strange symbols, uh, very crude, very rudimentary, uh, but they are carved. And in some cases, you see stripes of what look like white paint uh, that are all over all over these rocks here and there. What would you all like to do? Uh, can we distinguish any like meaning of them? Uh, yes, you can roll a lore test. It's going to be uh, ill-favored. Okay. Uh, for whoever whoever rolls it is going to be ill-favored, and that's it. Just ill-favored. Eighteen. I passed regular regular success, though. Gilly, it makes sense that you would know this because although you're not fluent, you do recognize block speech when you see it. At this point, yeah, I do have nightmares of it. Exactly. Regularly. <laughs> and maybe maybe you maybe the crackling starts coming into the back of your mind. You look into the, the the shadows that are cast by your lantern in one corner, and you see something moving. You you hear the sound of like a, a pebble kind of falling down to the earth and rolling towards you. And maybe, maybe it's Sorendira or maybe it's just your eyes and your ears playing tricks on you. While you can't necessarily translate exactly what it says, what you think it is, is it's like basically signals. Uh, rangers, I would say, Arrhenio and Taranev can kind of speak to this, sometimes mark certain, certain places here and there. They leave behind notes inside old watchtowers and ruins here and there, uh, to kind of watch out for orcs here or watch out for wargs there or a troll has been hunting nearby. There are warnings and there are messages for others that have been passing through. So from what you can glean with just one success is that they that this is how you think orcs, goblins, this, this, this group, they're communicating in some way. And I will tell you, even though you only got one success, I will tell you one of these, when you kind of put your finger and swipe, swipe down the white, some of it comes off. It's not wet, but you can see it comes off, suggesting it's not faded. It hasn't been there for weeks. 
maybe day, two days. Is it okay. inappropriate for me to also roll a lore? Uh, you can roll a lore too. Yeah, if you want to roll a lore for sure. Uh, same deal though. It will be ill-favored. Uh, and I am, by the way, Gilly, counting that towards the skill endeavor actually. So I'm oh, cool. going to... thank you. Yeah. Yay. Um, I would like to just make note that Gilly does copy the symbols down and then makes notes of like what's around us that might be describing the symbols to see if I come across them again to try and learn it. Fair enough. That sounds good. Uh, I'll say if this happens, comes up again, I will give you like a plus one D6 on the roll. So just mark that down if this ever comes up again. Cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I am. I hope redeeming myself a little because uh, I, I got a, a 22 and all three of my D6s came past sixes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Holy crap. I OK, so I'll tell you this. Uh, you again, probably not. No one, I would say, is necessarily fluent in black speech but there's probably symbols and images and certain words that you recognize i would say taryn if you're able to maybe help with gilly that they're referring like some of these notes are referring to to man flesh right pink skins and they're talking about numbers and so like one entrance kind of points in this one direction how many is scouting in this direction how many is scouting in another direction camp places that are being camped it's basically calling out some of Tharbad's scouts and it's actually identifying where they're camped, potentially setting them up either for ambush or avoidance. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to, since that wasn't necessary, that since that was the second roll for it, I'm still going to knock it down by one. Uh, the skill endeavor by one. I'm not going to do the, the full best. thing because it was like the second time we did the lore on it, but I will, I will give, give another knockdown for it. So we're down to awesome. nine. Now. Thank you. Is there a round or have yeah, we? Exactly. I yeah. am presuming Sorry? everyone's together unless you tell me otherwise. So okay. everyone's together. So maybe Tara's like leaning over Gilly as Gilly's writing down in her notebook. And she's like, I think this one's like pink skin. And then that's when we finally put together that it's pointing towards camps. We both turn towards Thur now. Just like, <laughs> and like uh, they're, they're tracking your guys' camps. So uh, it possibly it could be ambushes or it could or avoidance if you say they're on the move a lot. But mm -hmm. they've kept track of the numbers of who is camping where in what direction. You can see he gets a very grave look. We've had many, many situations where our scouts and in the night have been ambushed. Some we've only found the remains of in the morning. Others, a survivor or two, have limped their way back to the city. Hmm. Thank you, this one. And Terra. And he can't like really look terror in the eyes when he says that, but he kind of like moves over. Although I am uh, concerned to hear such organization, advanced strategies, it's better to be aware than to not be. And he kind of looks over at Murdoch at that point. And, and actually, before spits. he says anything to Murdoch, uh, mm -hmm. Terra also, as soon as he turns, um, I think Terra looks over his shoulder and says to Murdoch, like, that intelligent enough for you? He uh so he clears his throat and just spits into the into the river as it's dying down uh beneath the wall. 
If you want to say that they're more intelligent than you, Terra, you go right ahead. I do hold you in slightly higher esteem than them, however, but perhaps you'll prove me wrong. You'll you never kinda... be as good as your brother. And he turns <laughs> around. He just kind of cackles and laughs at that point. So Would I be able you? to mess up the markings in case orcs uh, come back here, they won't be able Absolutely. to use them again? No roll necessary. Absolutely. You can either, the places that it's carved, you can carve into, or you can scrape the paint. Easily easily done. Okay. It's my idea. I wanted to change it to like zero and zero. <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. make. But. For sure. You can definitely either just mess up the markings or try as best you can to make them seem something different. Uh, but you're definitely getting a sense, like it, it, your suspicions are 100% accurate at this point. They are using these caverns, these tunnels to to move. Uh, and they are using it to also communicate with their their various scouts and, and groups. That's, that's for certain. All right. So all of this is taken. I would say this is probably the end of day one. Uh, we're not going to do each individual thing. And you guys aren't in a safe place. So that's the other thing to consider. Like you guys are out in the wild. Um, but we'll say is the uh, smell stronger as we've gotten deeper into the caves, or no, it's been the water, like the like it's been pretty consistent. Got it. And I would say as as the water kind of descends and you make it into this nexus uh, of tunnels, it does actually start to lessen because you get further away from the water itself. Uh, so we'll say but that from a mechanical question, does that mean that like my number of wounded days goes from nine to eight because we've yeah, passed a day? That's what I was going to okay. say. Like we're not going to worry about you know doing too much details on this, but yes, you can start keeping your track of that. Uh, but we'll say night kind of continues. Uh, you camp, uh, you, you find a, a place to camp, you set up a watch. I'm sure there's plenty of you to set up watches, so there's really no need to, to kind of keep it too, uh, too mechanical here. But we'll say rest, food, uh, morning will eventually come, or at least what you think is morning. Uh, and uh, we'll, say, we'll say a day has passed. I am just going to track days. This is, again, not... There's no specific time limit to this. It's just you get it done as you get it done, but I am going to tracking days. All right. So you've got a good night's rest. You've made some progress. You have some new theories. What do we want to do next? This is the next day or uh, making camp very friendly? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's the next day. We, we don't need to, because you have such a big party, it's easy enough to, to make, you know, to keep people on watch and everything that there's no real need to got sort it. of break it down too carefully. Got it, got it. So are we still in the mines or have we reset sort of? Uh, no, you're still, we're still below. You're still below. You found, uh, we'll say like a, a small alcove within the cave, easily defensible as well. And uh, you're able to again set up scouts, get up, you know, set up and you know keep keep sight for anything. Nothing comes by in the night. Everyone kind of takes their turn. Even Murdoch takes his turn, uh, and nothing nothing it disturbs you in the night. Couple couple sounds of of sort of distant winds howling, maybe, but nothing that sounds anything like a group of orcs traveling through the darkness. And I'd say we continue our march down these tunnels where they've marked most recent. Okay. Who would like to uh, to take the lead on that? But so I do next... a scan or maybe an awareness. Uh, we know that the orcs are down here. I would just like to be for any sort of movement that might echo through the tunnels. Uh, let us know like a direction, like maybe even a scout or something like that. I don't expect we'd run right into the main band or anything, but 
I think awareness would probably make more sense because you're also kind of listening and everything too, uh, rather than okay. scan. Scan is more, I think, looking for hidden passageways or something like that. We'd say yeah. awareness is more all sensory. Would I be able to use the armband of the mirror don? Uh, I have, yeah, I guess so. I don't see any reason why not. It's for detecting danger, so I don't know if that really counts. Uh, no, I think it applies here. <laughs> we okay, are unless you don't think looking orcs danger. are dangerous. <laughs> not to me, but... They're, they're very dangerous. Don't... Uh, so I get a magical success for the armband. Uh, I rolled really poorly on the D6s, but I got a Gandhi as well. Okay, so so one success... Two successes. Plus the magical success. Okay. All right, so that will... Okay. What I'll say is that you kind of travel, you pick one of these tunnels, the ones that you, you think were most recently marked in some way, uh, the ones that Gilly thinks were maybe in the last day or two, judging by uh, the, the ease with which you remove some of the white paint. And eventually, the, the tunnel actually starts to go back up to the surface. And at a certain point, Daggett, you, you see light coming from above daylight. And you realize this, uh, this is taking you back up. As you start to ascend, uh, you actually do hear the sounds of something skittering, moving about uh, up on the surface somewhere, kind of echoing down here. As you get a little bit closer, your foot almost falls down on what and like kind of goes over what appears to be a little wire connecting from one side of the cave to the other, and you very slowly, carefully pull your leg away and you look up and you can see it connects to what looks like these old chunks of metal and daggers and things like that that are all hanging above they might have fallen on you and scraped you here and there but worse they would have made a lot of noise had you passed it so you're able to avoid the trap and hear that there might be someone or something up on the surface uh I'll definitely like halt everyone and point out the trap if it looks like it'd be easy to disable i think i would try to do that but otherwise i would just try to show everyone that we can move over it without uh, triggering it and then uh, quietly i would tell everyone there's movement on the surface could be animals could be orc Considering the last time Gilly walked out of like a tunnel and she got just nailed by a troll, she will not be the first person out of this tunnel right now. Uh, Tara's happy to to lead. I'm happy to go first too. I just wanted okay. you all to know. So, the trap once noticed is easily avoided. So, uh, it's a, it's a you know it's a it's a basically a, a trip wire essentially so you could probably spend a moment or two to roll a crafting test to sort of deconstruct it or just point it out and people can easily step over it so it's so once once identified it's easily stepped over no roll necessary uh, so we'll say Daggett and Tara the two of you are first out uh, and what you see uh, first off is that there's a very small ledge to which this this opening ends. And then there is a very steep decline. And the terrain around is a little bit tricky. 
is you see this, this kind of precarious rocky slope that seems to slope down in a way from the exit of this cave and ends in a very rocky gully, maybe 20 to 30 feet below. And she start stones and, uh, and rock kind of sticking up here and there. And I'll roll this over, Daggett. You see kind of out of the corner of your eyes, the two of you peek out. And you can see that there are, what you think, a handful of goblins that are kind of hiding up in these little nooks and crannies uh, underneath these ledges that are kicking out from higher portions of this, almost like a cliff that you're on, or more like a heavy slope into the gully. And they're a little bit above you and off to the side. And you can see them moving about in the shadows, uh, kind of avoiding direct sunlight. Very sorry, quietly many, and slowly. So, so sorry, no, meta fine. question. How many did we see? Uh, let's, so you rolled two successes. Uh, let's see. So uh, sorry, I think I cut you off as well. Stupid. No, that's fine. Maybe five, Daggett? Not sure. Very quietly, very slowly, I would uh, motion for Tara to look where I'm looking at the goblins. And then I would just kind of slowly back into the cave entrance a little bit to make it harder for them to see us. I uh, follow Daggett's lead and look over my shoulder to make sure that folks are looking at me and um, do a silent signal for five goblins or five enemies of bed. The cliffs are steep. Daggett, you can kind of see Tara's demeanor changes and she is like in soldier mode at this point. The cliffs are steep. The fight would not be in our favor. And I do not know if this is the main band or just a pack of scouts. It may be better to continue on and not alert them of our position. Is there a path that we would be able to move forward without being inside of them? Any movement, I will tell you, like Daggett, you can tell there's ledges here and there, but there's not a very clear walking path and it's not particularly wide when there are ledges. So essentially anyone who tries to move uh, across and out of this place is going to end up having to make an athletics test and uh, failure could result in them falling and falling down that slope down to that kind of spiky, rocky area at the base of the gully. It's not a, it's not a full on vertical drop. It's more of a very steep slide. It would be a hard climb. Don't we have range? We can hit them from up here. That's what I was thinking. They we are above us. One, All above. We have at least one shot. I agree with Daggett that perhaps we should just follow a different path at this time. How far back would we have to go to find an alternate path? I mean, Daggett kind of led the way for a little while, for maybe about an hour since you woke up. You'd go back about an hour back to near where you camped and you'd follow an alternate path. There were others back where you kind of scraped some of those messages off the walls. You could certainly do it. It would only take one of those goblins to escape to alert the main band of us, and then we may never find them for days. You're right. We have many with us, and this terrain is very treacherous. I don't know. This is 
something we are assisting you with, do you have any thoughts? You all are the ones who slayed Rotag. I'll trust in your judgment. My own has not been particularly successful of late. So I'll defer to you in this matter. The importance of stealth cannot be overstated. Being able to plan an attack is much more successful. Perhaps we should go back and find an alternate route then. Okay. Agreed. So we'll say you all spend the time retreating, going back to where you were and exploring a different tunnel. Who wants the lead this time? I'll lead. Okay, man. Explore. Uh, explore is perfect, yeah. Ooh, extraordinary success. Oh my. Okay, nice. so that's going to bring the resistance down to four. Nice. Yay. You said there's no time limit on this, right? There is no time limit. It's really just the sooner you get it done, there's going to be different things that are going to happen yeah, when yeah. you when it ha- you know. So that's it. Uh, okay. So Floyd, the same thing actually happens to you as you kind of follow this this tunnel. You see a few branching paths, these very narrow paths where while you could get through it, it takes some squeezing. Uh, if these orcs are as large or as uh, as armored as you, you, you've heard stories of, it might be difficult for them to move through some of these seams. Goblins, on the other hand, might be able to slip through them. Gilly shirt certainly could. Um, but some of some of you, some of the, the humans here, with you know, even Arineal and Terra and Thar now, you, they could probably do it, but it would be a, kind of an awkward squeeze. So you kind of continue down the main path for a ways, uh, but you make a note that these exist. And you once again find this tunnel eventually after about an hour to two hours worth of exploration, carefully moving throughout the darkness, it comes back up to the surface once more. Uh, Except this time, it's onto like a a rolling green hill. And you you notice also, Floyd, and this makes sense that it's the dwarf, you do see looks like old reinforcement beams on the entrance. You're pretty sure this was a mine entrance at some point. Uh, And you even notice along the way, as you started coming up this last leg of the last 20 minutes or so, uh, what looks like other reinforcement beams, and you don't really notice anything of note uh, in the in the walls themselves. But you would imagine at some point, like there's been some veins. You can see the signs that this has been picked a bit. Uh, but you emerge onto what looks like this rolling kind of green hillside. You see little patches of trees here and there in the distance. Uh, you also notice that the weather has kind of turned a bit, and there, there's definitely the signs of kind of thunderstorms coming in. There's rain coming down. Uh, and you also notice that down a little bit further from the, uh, from where you exited, there looks to be the carcass of an animal uh, on the ground. And you can see just red has started to spread out from it as the rain comes down. And you can tell that this, whatever animal this is, has been hacked to pieces in some particular way. And that's what you see when you emerge. It's, still, kind of it's daytime, but it's overcast, heavily overcast. Yeah, uh, Arineal, you can take a look. Um, I would say you can tell pretty easily uh, with your hunting role, uh, this was likely a deer. Uh, it looks to have been kind of, kind of butchered for its meat. 
Uh, and the rest of the carcass was kind of left here. And you walk out in the rain, you kind of got your, your cloak covering you, and your feet are kind of sloshing around as you get down to the bottom of this hill. Uh, and there's just red in all sorts of directions. However, if you want to roll uh, a hunting test, you might be able to, or a healing test even, uh, you might be able to glean some additional information. Right, I'll give this a try with hunting. I am a ranger after all. Uh, that is a, let me do math. Wow. It's a fail. Yeah, you're not entirely sure. Uh, it, the rain coming down, uh, it, it, it's, it's hard to really get a sense of how recent it was. Like, there's definitely blood that's mixing with the water, but you're not sure because so much of it has been drenched by the rain that you can't tell if it's just been, you know, if it's just the water that's making, you know, the making everything red or if there was active, you know, it's been recent. So it's just, it's really hard to tell. And there's no clear bugs or growth on it because, again, everything's kind of getting washed away. Uh, but yeah, there's this, uh, there's this kind of green rolling hills, handful of co uh, copses of trees that you can see in the near distance and storm clouds overhead. You can't see the sun at all. What do you want to do? Ernie would like to try to recover from this because she says something very generic. Ah, uh, yes, this is a deer. It was killed. You hear Murdoch. Oh, well, thank you so very much for that bit of wisdom. Perennial, you're embarrassing us in front of the spoiled rich kid. I know. It's just not this. It's just, and she kind of kind of grabs kind of her chest and she's like, it still hurts. And then <laughs> she'll straighten up a bit and kind of look out at this, uh, you know, kind of hills, kind of the rolling in front and just say, I will explore. And she's bound and determined to do better. Go right ahead. Roll an explore test if you want to try to advance the endeavor. <laughs> Look alive, everyone. It's overcast, so they're probably going to oh, be roaming. That's right. I got to do my thing. Hang on. I'm taking an audience dice. Just uh, minus minus, uh, minus 2d6 is actually because of the, oh, the rain. Crap. Yeah, sorry. Well, I did pre-say that I was taking audience. Yeah, that's so fine. I, uh, and don't forget, there's Brings also hope to having to. that you can spend. You have things like that. This is this but outside of combat. So if you're doing skill rolls, you can spend your hope to try to you know inspire yourself or just to gain an extra die. Don't forget about that. What's yeah, your what's your distinctive that. features, Arinio? Bold and swift. Nice. If you want to no. say you're moving quickly in the rain, I'm fine with that. All right, that works. So that's a plus two. So yeah, if you're triggering it, you would get plus two from, okay. you spend a hope, gain two okay. dice from that, got your audience dice, but there's also minus two. So I will move these two down and not be a dick. There we go. That's an extraordinary success. Got three sixes on 46. All right. Uh, you guys are down to one resistance at this point. Nice. You start moving a renial and the rain is just pelting. And it's, 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 it's really difficult to see at times, uh, but you, you manage to, to get a break every now and then as you go into these copses of trees, these little groups, you also notice along the way 
there are there are plenty of these broken branches, snapped twigs. You can even see some some litter on the ground that suggests something has passed through here. Uh, not only something, but something very very large, heavy, maybe even a group of people. As you can see, the mud has just been trotted up, something fierce. Uh, and you you hear also as you start to approach this this other you know this is probably maybe forty five minutes of travel this like kind of second grouping of trees, you hear just barely underneath the, the heavy rain, it sounds like grunts and snarls. And you hear like voices, like these guttural voices that you're confident are probably goblins, maybe orcs of some kind. And so Arrhenio quietly is just kind of pointing everything out. This is going to look for a um, an area to further kind of look around. So just to point to someone who can take the next step. Sure, sure, sure. And who would like to do that? Well found, Arrhenial. This will be the first ambush to turn the tides. And I'll try to... If someone else wants to take the battle lead, because I was going to try and surround these guys, have everyone jump in. Uh, I could do a stealth to try and get from the other side. Attack from okay. the other side. We're gonna treat this. Uh, we're gonna treat this like a, a quick encounter, sort of from Savage Worlds, where everyone just tell me what you're doing to contribute to this, and then roll a, a skill check, and then we're gonna narrate it. Uh, this is just a copse of trees for now, and you just hear a handful of voices, so you don't necessarily think it's a huge grouping, but maybe just a couple, maybe scouts of some kind, maybe lookouts. So everyone just kind of tell me what so tell me what you're doing and roll a skill and then we'll kind of narrate the event. I would like to stealth around to the other side so that none can escape uh and I can I can be there to catch them if they try to run. Beautiful. Roll that roll that stealth test. Floyd, you were kind of taking are you trying to like get in on them? Are you going directly at them? What were you doing? I was saying I was going to try to get the band to surround them, try to get stragglers mm -hmm. as well, try to position people in certain spots. Uh, battle, maybe? That actually yeah. may relate to what I was going to do, which was to use awareness to kind of identify how many of them there were and where they were located. Perfect. Roll awareness. That's, that's That sounds great. Uh, Gilly or Arrhenial? Uh, Arrhenial would help Floy with the battle because she's got the helm, so. Okay. Uh, so I'll say if that's the case, Floy, take an extra, uh, an extra D6. And then Gilly, what do you want to do? I want to get high ground so I can arch from kind of like okay. a hidden-ish location. That's going to be athletics if you want to climb up a tree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so do those rolls. Uh, Reniel, you're good. You're helping Floy. And let me know how everyone does. Use one two success. Okay. One, uh, two successes for Daggett. Regular success uh, for me. Regular success for Floy. Regular success for Tara. Okay, Tara, I would tell you that as you're carefully moving into the trees, Daggett gets is doing a sweep around very quietly. You're kind of giving directions to both Tharnal, his scouts, Murdoch is even now weapons drawn. You're kind of fanning out. You're using this, these tree trunks to hide behind. You can see that up in the branches, you can see that there are three goblins. They're small, they have bows, and you can see each one of them is kind of looking in a different direction. One is 
kind of looking in your in your direction, the way you all are coming from. So we'll say that's actually coming from the north. Others are looking from what looks like the southeast and the southwest. But they occasionally shout to one another. They're not at the very uh, the very outer tree of the ring, but they're like maybe one group behind. And so you start giving people, you know, you're pointing them out. Floyd, Arineal, you start giving instructions to how everyone kind of gets to the point where they're surrounding them. Daggett, you're sneaking around to ensure that if they try to run away. I will also tell Daggett, as you move around to the southern side, you see in the distance, just on the edge of your vision, a hill leading up to what looks like a relatively intact watchtower or fortress of some kind, different from what you saw before, which was basically rubble. This actually has intact walls. There's a tower that you think is at least three levels high, not too far in the distance. And then Gilly, how'd you do on your athletics? Uh, great success. Okay, so you climb up, you find a tree, not one of the ones that the goblins are in. Yeah. You pull out <laughs> your bow. So uh, this is not a difficult fight. So we're just going to narrate this one. So everyone's in position. Who takes the first shot or who makes the first call? What happens? You guys just walk me through how this works. Um, I think uh, Gilly would take like an opening volley and she'd get one of the goblins out of the tree. Yeah. Like specifically the one who would like notice Floy approaching. Right. To, like, so you give get them the one time. Yeah. Right. Give them time to get in. So you and fire then... at the one from the north side and like they weren't necessarily talking at that point, but you just, you just get right in the throat. You, you hear this very faint whistle that's drowned out by the rain and we hear this wet gargle and then it kind of falls and you hear almost a splash on the ground. The sounds of the other goblins are like, that guy. Uh, the opening shot all emerge from behind the tree trunks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're there. Oh. They're up maybe 12 feet in the air. And you can see two of them are now looking down. And they're getting ready to fire at you. So what would Floyd do? They're, they're only up. There's none like in base camp. No, there's only three. They're all up in the trees. That's what that's what Tara saw. Arrhenia will definitely shoot one. Okay, so Rino, you get your bow out, both. you fire at one. One of them is drawing back and about to shoot Floyd, who's just stepped out in front. Uh, and you can see right as they're about to let go, Floyd, you hear, and sticking right out of the chest, this big blossom of, of kind of this blackish red. They let go, but it's like the, the, the arrow that they fire just goes feebly to the ground. They fall down in front of you, and you're able, it's just like as they look up, yeah! And you just take the axe and smash down right into their head, splitting them. Uh, one more left. I use my spear to get the last one. <laughs> so, Tara, you run up as the other one's kind of turning now their attention to where Floy is like hacking away at one on the ground. And they're about to they're about to fire, but you have the reach on the spear and like a shish kebab, just shove it right up. And you hear, <laughs> and you're able to just drag them to the ground. They immediately kind of pull themselves off the spear and start running away and running away. And they run into Daggett. Daggett, what do you do? Uh, I imagine Daggett was like hiding behind a tree. And as they run, he just steps out right in front and just slams the axe. The head just pops right oh, off and yes. falls to the ground. It rolls over and you can see that there's like twitching in the face a little bit more. And then everything kind of comes. The, the body runs like an extra two or three steps without the head before collapsing to the ground. Well, if you take a second, you look around, you see no signs of any others. There is no way any of their calls were loud enough to reach that, that watchtower in the distance. 
but you have taken out what looks to be some kind of lookout group. Did you see that? He he ran three whole steps. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I did not see that. Did you did you did you kill that one? Yeah, I took off his head. It was like a chicken. He just kept going. Uh sure. I I I believe you. Uh Gilly's gonna take the time to um hide the bodies. Yeah, no problem. Terrible yeah. hope. <laughs> yeah. There's a, enough. A good, I, I love you, Gilly, but I imagine you could use the help. It's, yeah. yeah. It would yeah. be a struggle. <laughs> there is a watchtower in the distance. It doesn't appear to be nearly as ruined. It, it's still well fortified. Likely the goblins could be using that as a base of sorts, especially if it too connects to the mines. There may be a way under, because I assume it's out in the open. Yeah, it's possibly. Uh, it would take some time to survey. It's on a hill, yeah. So you guys are at one in the resistance, so I just basically need one more success from somebody. Just describe what you're doing. Uh, could I scan to look for like another entrance to the cave if we want to try and perfect. go in from the bottom? Absolutely. Sounds perfect. All right. Uh, um, while Deg is rolling that, just to, as we're dragging the bodies away, are these goblins sort of better armored the way that they were had been described before? When you take a look at their bows, they are in far better condition than any bow that you've ever seen a goblin carry. Uh, they they seem sturdy. They're not better than you know all of yours, but they are in much better, sturdier condition. You can see that they have these very long knives, almost short swords, on their belts as well. That when you pull them out and you kind of they have excellent balance to them, uh, they are dark and like there's there's sort of a you can when you when you hold them in their hand you can kind of feel this this sort of sickness kind of begin to like roll over you as you get a little nauseous. But like just looking at it, you can tell that there's very firm balance. This isn't you know they don't have any specific armor on other than little mm-hmm. patches of leather here and there, but their weapons look pretty good. Yeah, I de- I think we uh, should definitely take them at least so they can't acquire them back that's fine little good little bad um the good is that i got two successes and the bad is that i rolled a sauron okay so that's going to end up putting you back at one we still need one <laughs> so i'll say what you find daggett is you actually find what looks to be like a, a rundown cottage and you can see that someone has dug a well in the back no one is, it's been abandoned uh it doesn't look that old uh, Floyd, you've looked at the maps the most. You don't remember seeing anything particularly here. You would guess just by looking at the the ruins that this is, you know, this has probably been abandoned for maybe a year, two years or so. It's not particularly old. But you do find that someone has dug a well. And when you look down, you do see that there's water down there. You hold the lantern over top of it. And not only that, but you think that there is a break in one of the sides that might connect back to the underground tunnel. Yeah. Let's find Daggett. If you don't mind, I'll lead the way. It's all you. All right, Floy. Uh, what would you like to roll here? Keep the explore street going. Sorry, let me check the difficulty. My bad. 
just double checking something. Uh, minus one d6. I'll counter that with a little hope. How dare you? You're not allowed to have that. Jeff, let him spend it. Oh my god, I just hit three <laughs> sixes on 36, 3d6, Hell so extraordinary. Yes. Oh my gosh. So you're able to hop down uh, without a whole lot of difficulty. Uh, and you also notice that at the base of it, there is an old rope in a pail that you think connected to this, this well, but the rope is actually in fairly good condition. So you're able to kind of just give it a nice little sling back up. Someone can tie it up around a stone and everyone can very easily use your bonus successes to climb down. No roll necessary. I'm going to say that's what you get for your bonus successes. And not only that, but you find one more, you find like this does connect to that kind of circuitous network of tunnels and I would say with your exploration, uh, with your role being so well, and with you having already seen uh, some some kind of maps of the area, you do a little calculation in your head, and eventually you come across, again, this, this sort of connection of some, and some of these tunnels, by the way, they're not just like easy walking. Some of them, like you're crawling, you're on hands and knees. You notice once more, not so much the light, but the sound of rain begin to echo. You start to move your way up, and again, just like Daggett found before, there's a tripwire as you get to what looks like an opening. And if you did your math correctly, you think you've traveled roughly the same distance and in the proper cardinal direction as the watchtower that you saw. You guys have completed the skill endeavor. What would you like Yay. to do about this trap, though? Do, you want to, do we want to do the same thing, just step over it? It's a little craft to disable it this time. Okay, go ahead and just roll a quick craft. One success is all that's needed. Would I be able to help him? Yeah, you can take a bonus die for that, Floy. That gives me 66. Nice. Roll to Sauron. Wait, it should be favored. One sec. Okay. I was going to say. All right. It's a great success this time. Okay. Yeah, the two you're able to very easily, uh, easily take care of it. And uh, you're confident that there's no sound confident that if you need to retreat down here for any reason it wouldn't cause a problem so uh anyone who wants to peek out anyone who's going to do this make an awareness test minus 1d6 because it is raining quite heavily uh, definitely won't uh 21 with one six Okay, uh, I will tell you that when you peek out, you are in a small grouping of what looks to be three trees, and there is some kind of, like you've come up possibly with some kind of root cellar at one point, maybe. You, you peek your head out, and you look just south of you. You've actually gone, uh, you've actually gone the exact distance you were supposed to go. You've popped up uh, on like a root cellar, and you can see around you there's like a grouping of maybe three trees. And just to the south of you, 20 feet away from, from where you're peeking your head out, there is this keep. And you can see that the there's sort of this rounded circular, uh, circular tower where the roof is not completely intact. Some of it has kind of caved in here and there, and there's openings, but there is somewhat of a conical roof. You can see that there's also connected to a larger structure. You can see on the northeast corner of this keep, there is the whole corner has collapsed, and you can easily sneak on in. 
However, because you got extra successes, you do notice that up on the walls, on the second story, and on all the way up at the top of that kind of conical roof, you do see goblin archers that have been kind of set to look around. Point that out. In addition to telling Tharno to tell his men to be more on guard because those guys we just passed were most likely Aglor's scouts. So we'll make a run for it. I'm the rotations of the goblins. Are we going to be able to shoot the goblins from down here? So I will tell you that two things. First of all, the elevation is going to give you one penalty die and the rain is going to give you two penalty die. So any shots at them is going to, is going to, you can, you can do it, uh, but they're going to, they're going to count as, as penalties for this. Two things working against you. You said they're on the walls or the actual keep? So there's, uh, so I would say Tara can see that there's two that are all the way up at the on the roof of that conical tower, but then there's another one that's kind of on the eastern side near where that collapsed wall is that you could easily gain access to the keep, uh, where there's one that's kind of standing literally on top of the walls. There's no ramparts. It's just the walls are, are stone, and it's standing on top maybe about 15 to 20 feet up. The other two the, are about 30 feet up. The conical tower... Is there any obvious way up, or would it be like an interior staircase? You would guess it's an interior staircase, yeah. Uh, you could certainly try to climb, uh, but there you would imagine the staircase is on the inside. Would it be possible from a, like a field of vision perspective to get to the wall and then hug the wall to be like pretty much right below where that goblin is? So maybe Absolutely. the goblin would be more out oh, than like under. Stealth. It would require a stealth test. It will be contested against their ability to see you. So I'm going to essentially roll something to see if they see you. But you can you can, you can can roll. You can try to stealth up and get underneath them. Absolutely. Or someone if, could do that, as Iridium makes the suggestion. <laughs> if someone can get that goblin by the eastern wall where it's crumbled, I think I can make it up to the tower and take out the other two. I will try to stealth my way in then. Okay. Uh, I will give you... Let me actually see. I'm, again, I have my own little system for just determining penalties at random. Minus 1d6 to your stealth. No plus because of the rain? Yes, it's, it's, it's factored in. Gotcha. And that's for, for both of us, right? Uh, yeah, for anyone making trying to do this, yeah. I am favored in stealth, and I would like to tap into a distinctive feature of burglary to try to get some bonus here, inspired. I think that makes perfect sense, yeah. So that'll nice. counterbalance some of this, yeah. You don't use that very yeah. often. No, I use really a distinctive. the buildings. Or ever. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he's ever used it. <laughs> 55 episodes, first time I've heard of this. Uh, I'd like to use a distinctive feature to cunning. No, you're not allowed. Okay, that's fair. No, go right ahead. <laughs> Cunning sounds great. Ruled an impeccable great success. An impeccable great <laughs> success. <laughs> All right, how'd you do, Daggett? 
sorry, I'm counting. Uh, it's definitely a success. It's not a great success. All you need is the one success. It's totally fine. Uh, with Floyd's extra successes, that's two, I think two extra successes on that, right, Floyd? Two other Three people six. can go with you. Two other people can go with you. If you want, if anybody else wanted to follow their lead without having to roll a stealth test, you can just take, because like, like Floyd said, like timing the, you know. Oh, I definitely will then. And in, in that, because I, I, I didn't want to fuck you up with my bad rolls. <laughs> Floyd and I were going different directions though, right? Because I was heading towards the tower to climb that. Okay. So that's fine. Uh, so Tara, you can go, you have to go I'll with go Floyd with though, because it's specifically Floyd's. And Floyd, you're trying to get to that corner where there was the, okay. Is that yep. right? Mm -hmm. All right, let me. I am gonna bring you guys onto a map in a moment, but not just yet, because uh, I didn't. I don't like to do the vision stuff. It's too much of a pain in the ass for stream. Uh, uh, Arinial, are you going with Floy and them? Oh, this is the meta. There is wow. yes. There is one extra success. So I and I don't mind yeah. Floy. I mean, this is perfectly fine. He can cover somebody else. So if you want to go, I will roll for stealth and also go. Yes, because you are actually stealthy, so that works. Yeah. yeah, so I rolled and I got a great success. Okay, are you going with Daggett or are you going with the with Floy and with uh, with Tara? Um, Daggett's going to be climbing up. Yeah. Daggett, how well is your uh, athletics? Uh, it's pretty bad, but I'll make it. I, I can do a magic success. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you let me tie a rope to you, I'll go with Daggett so I can get okay. the high ground at least. I oh would be a little wary. Just like Obi-Wan. Uh, this is the more dangerous uh, way because there's two goblins here and you would be in like melee combat with them. I believe in you. Okay. Okay. So then, Arenial, you're going to go with the rest of them. We'll worry about the... I'm not going to... I'm not going to gimp you with the with the NPCs. We'll worry about them in a little bit. All right. I'm going to go ahead and bring you all over the map and I can show you where everyone's just kind of set up. I don't do the vision toggle just because it's a pain. Uh, obviously you don't have sight into the keep. So just be good about not using that, right? As you make your decisions on what you're doing. So let me bring you all over. Um, since I did get an extra success, I don't know if it makes sense for me to enact my um, thing while climbing. Uh, I can tell you that if you climb, it's not going to be your stealth that I'm concerned about. It's going to be, you're not using yeah, this. You're, yeah, it's going to be something else. Uh, let me go ahead and get the, it's all figured out a little bit better. So it's a little bit more visible for folks. So just so that stream. I'm clear, Daggett and Gilly are going up the tower and Floy and Tara and Arineal are going along the wall. That's how we, uh, yeah, the, the like crumpled section where there's the entrance in. Yeah. Okay. So try to take you, him out quiet. You I'll all be the one came out. You all came out of this. So I'm, I'm pinging to stuff on the northeast here. Uh, you can see where I've huddled the NPCs. So you've got Murdoch, you've got Tharnow, and you've got four scouts. Uh, probably two from each of them. Tharnow brought two of his people, and then Murdoch probably brought two of two of his. Uh, so you kind of came out of this kind of root cellar up to the northeast. Daggett and Gilly both managed to very carefully sneak up to underneath the, the tower itself. And then the other have managed to sneak in your to the to the south, or I would say to the northeast of the uh, of the keep itself. And you're right underneath. There's about 15 feet above you. There is a goblin that is actually looking directly over top of you. You can even see every now and then they do a sweep, and their bow and arrow just kind of move off to the side. 
And every now and then you just hear him kind of hum, like, and then Gilly and, uh, and, uh, and Daggett, yours are like 30 feet up as the tower is like the highest, highest portion. So we're not in combat yet. We're still kind of doing some, some, some sneaky stuff. Uh, so walk me through what happens next. I'm going to crawl up to this reach in the wall and try to take this goblin out. Okay. So it's about 15 feet up. So you want to climb up the wall? Yes. Okay. So it's going to be an athletics test. It's going to be minus one uh, because everything's just slick and, and wet from the rain. Okay. Let's move two. Got a great success. Okay. Uh, so you carefully and quietly sneak up the wall. Uh, I'm rolling over your stealth for now. Uh, and you manage to climb up without slipping and falling. Uh, and you can see that as you get to the top, the goblin still hasn't actually noticed you as it's sort of doing a small pace here and there. And I would say that you're able to kind of see a little bit more. There are some rafters that are still intact, but you don't see any roof that's fully intact anywhere except for on top of the tower. Instead, what you see are these rafters with like these kind of tarps that are kind of connecting these different patchy parts here and there, but they're all like completely soggy and some of them are rip and torn and though you can kind of, they're flapping around in the wind here and there. Uh, but you do, but you have managed to kind of get up. Um, and as you're peeking around, you're able to see that there are other orcs and goblins kind of split up all over the place. I'm going to give this goblin a whack and shove him down to renewal and tear Okay. Him. All right. Go ahead and roll your attack. Uh, it is going to be minus one because you're kind of doing this clinging to the wall and swinging at the same time. All right. It's a regular hit. What is the damage of a regular hit for Floy? Seven. Okay. So that will not be enough to kill him. So I will give you a choice. Do you want the damage to be done and he stays up here? Or do you want there essentially to be not that damage, but you just instead pull him down to the ground? I'll go for the pull option. Okay. So you pull him down. And, and he kind of, he's going to land, it's about a 15 feet drop, so he's not going to take nearly as much damage, uh, but you, you, he's going to go, yeah! Uh, Renial, you're there and you're ready. Uh, so is Terra. So if you get, if, if the two of you want to make attacks to see if you can kill them quickly enough so that they don't yeah. like scream out. Definitely. Uh, go Stabbing for it. with my spear. Stabbing with my sword. Uh, that's a 10 with one six. Okay. Uh, that is uh, also a success with one six. So, so, so both of you got great. Success. Okay. The two of you, we don't have to worry about doing the math. It doesn't have that much health. You able, you're able, oops, wrong button. You're able to take them out without any issue, uh, quick enough and thoroughly enough. So as not to have them make a sound. Let's kick over to Floy and Gilly. So combat has not officially started yet. No one's been... My name's Daggett. What did I say? Oh, I'm sorry. Daggett. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Daggett and Gilly. I'm so used to Floy and Gilly being together. Uh, you two want to climb up here. All right. Yeah. Athletics test. Uh, I already spent the magic success because I'm, I'm bad at athletics. Uh, so just the one success. Okay. Okay. 
go ahead and Gilly. Go ahead, Gilly. I need gonna, you to roll too. Yeah, I'm going to use my rope and hook uh, for assistance with my athletics test, if that's fine. You can do it. However, if you throw a rope and hook up onto the up to where these goblins are standing, it is going to be noticed. So I'm thinking more so like, could I tie one half to Daggett? If you do that, I'm going to penalize Daggett for oh, having never mind then. to have okay. a, a tether to him. I will not do that, <laughs> but I will take an audience dice, Mel. Okay. Got it. Yes. Nine. Jeff, this map is fucking sick, man. This is 16. a this is a Tom Ooh. Cartos map. I wanna I don't wanna take perfect credit for it, but I did find it. So you know it's fucking awesome, dude. Basically I'm, the I'm, same I'm, thing, right? You know? Yeah, no, it's the same thing. Using and making the same thing. Okay. So I hit I got a 20 and I got an extra six. Okay. Nice. So thank God I got that dice. <laughs> she beat me up there. The two of you climb up and you make it up to this roof, okay? You have a split second to do something uh, before they notice you. What is it going to be? Uh, I was... This may not have been possible. Uh, I was hoping that I would have been able to climb up almost directly under one and just pull him entirely off the wall. That's perfectly fine. We can do that. Go ahead and make an attack, just like we did with Floyd. Uh, this is going to be uh, minus one on the attack because you're kind of Would this be brawling? Uh, it depends if you want to, I would say, yeah, it probably makes more sense to you just grab. So yeah, real brawling. And I'm gonna tell you, I want to know if you've got, if you all get eyes of Sauron, because we're treating that as something bad is going to happen. So let me know if you all, uh, and then Um, you tell me what you're doing too. Melissa, I'd like to take an audience day. Got it. Uh, I'll wait till Daggett resolves. Two successes. With okay. a one on the feet die, but I made it. They're going to fall. All right. So I'm going to roll. I'm going to, so I'm going to let you roll it. Uh, roll two D12s. Take the higher. Take the worst one. Okay? Okay. This is going to determine how much fall damage it takes. This could potentially kill them, or it might not. So you tell me how much damage that you do. Wait, the higher or the worst one? The worst one for them. So it would be the higher. Yeah. Uh, that would be the Sauron, the 11 then. No, that's worse for you. The worst for them. Eight. Bad, bad for them would be a, uh, a, a Gandhi. All right. Uh, you said eight? Eight. That is exactly as much health as they actually have. As they fall and... <laughs> and the, you can hear a very slight... <laughs> really fast. Uh, okay, Gilly, you have a moment. This is This is happening at the same time. You have a split second to do something. So I imagine Daggett like explained the plan before we started climbing up. So D- Gilly's going to attempt the same thing where she's just going to snatch an ankle and then pull. Oh, so you're going up. A, so you're going up at a separate place then. Okay. So then, so then that uh, the grappling rope hook thing wouldn't even have worked either. So you would is wouldn't yeah. even have been able to be functional. All right. So you're trying to do the same thing. Minus yeah. one. It's your brawling roll. So. I don't know if Gilly has ever done a brawling roll. I don't uh, think I have. So then would I instead be able to do my... Oh, I'd rather do brawling than my swords. Okay. And it's going to also be minus one. So you're actually rolling one D12 and a D6. Okay. I am going to spend a hope to get another D6. Okay. 
And uh, how much audience dice do we have? We have 21. And then I would like one more, please. Eight plus six plus five. 19. 19. Okay, good. I make it. Uh, okay. Strength is 16. All right. So same thing. Roll two d12s uh, and, and give me the higher number. Gandhi. Gandhi is enough. That'll automatically okay, kill cool. them. So you so you go to pull them. Their head smashes against the ledge before they even fall. And you just, you kill them right then. And then their body falls the rest of the way. However, you are extremely close to this uh, fella right down here. So I'm going to see if they manage to actually notice you really fast here. Okay. See if the oh. a little question, see if a little exclamation part point comes above their head or question mark, whatever it is for <laughs> that one game. Oops, that's the wrong die. Uh, okay, yeah. You hear you hear a voice come out, what? what is it? And a couple other voices start to shout out now from inside. What do you mean? What is it? Like, and you hear voices starting to now call back. And after a moment or two, as this kind of cascades happens, people start to start moving. And so I would say Floyd, because this all was happening at the same time you all did like the stealth team thing kind of gumming up on, on both sides of this. You can see a few of these folks start to move uh, around. And at a certain point, uh, you guys are up on, you guys are up on the walls. You hear a voice shout out, as at this point, they're able, you took three of them out, but you are now noticed. And I think we're going to dive into combat at this point. We're actually going to trigger the combat, but you did take three out before we even got into this. So. That's that was great. pretty damn good. Billy the assassin. Do I have time before this happens to do like a throwback to the troll where I just try and mimic goblin language? No. Okay. Because <laughs> it's not a language thing. Like they can see you. <laughs> You're oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought you. it was more they just didn't get a response. I do appreciate the uh, the callback though to that. Uh, All right. So in your voice. Uh, so a couple things here. So the as you kind of get into here, you notice again, there's these these rafters that are moving. Some of them are really rotted. Some of them are broken. There's no roof over top of of these these rooms out, of, out on the eastern side of the keep outside of which people, you know, these these orcs have come. Uh, you can see there's these tarps that are soggy and wet. Some of them are kind of flapping around. The only intact roofing area is above the tower, but there's still huge gaping holes within them. So you can actually crawl into the, the tower as well. Um, you have allies. So the way the way we do allies, because I don't like running uh, allied NPCs, is uh, you all can basically direct them. And so there's going to be one of two ways you can use them. You can either send them somewhere to hold off reinforcements so you don't get outnumbered, where it's just like it's just a way to pause the fight over in that direction, or you can keep them with you, and once per round you can use them to gain your you know your your plus one d six. So that's kind of up to you. Um, so we'll say they were kind of because you all are are the superheroes here. You're the ones who kind of did this stealthy thing, and they're just going to start like kind of moving into the keep, kind of through that hole uh, in the northeast corner of this keep, if that makes sense. Uh, but all of you at this point. Uh, the fight has started, uh, so I would say the only thing that you all probably don't see currently are on the west side of the keep, 
Uh, but you would probably presume that there's others over there, but I would say no one can really clearly see it all the way over there. So um, let's hit let's hit some uh, let's hit some stances. Uh, I'm gonna say opening volley. Um, I'll give opening volleys to Floy if you've got a ranged weapon, Gilly. Uh, and dag it because they're up on the walls and actually could fire a ranged weapon. Everybody else is behind a wall and probably can't uh, can't get one. I don't carry so, one. Okay. I have so, a bow. All right. So if you want to take a shot down into that tower, uh, I would say targeting Aglor since he is Aglor. So I, I've got the name, obviously. Uh, you can... That's going to be at minus two as he's, he's... It's the more extreme angle and he's got a little bit of a... Uh, of a floorboard that's actually kind of blocking him. The other two would just be minus one as you're essentially firing through, uh, firing through, through all this debris uh, as you're trying to fire inside. Sorry, Eckler's the one with the little mark on him, right? Yeah, he is the only one who actually has a name. All the other ones are, oh, are names. Got it, got it. I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong section of the map. It's all uh, good. Thank you. Uh, so, Melissa, I took an audience die to attack one of the henchmen and okay. I just barely missed. Okay. So you fire down in the, the, the arrow goes wide clanks off the side and you see the two that, 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 that were kind of standing guard whip their heads around. And then you hear a voice, this deep, deep orcish voice. Intruders kill the pink skins. Kill them, bring me their heads. And you hear this echoing as both Aglor, the two people with him, and several others out in the courtyard start smashing these shields and these big black metal swords together. Pink skins! And the, yeah, the fight is, is engaged. Gilly, you got a shot. So if you wanted to take one. What would you like to do? I'd like to shoot at the one who noticed me. Uh, that's this guy, right? Exactly. Right down below okay. you. Yeah. Uh, because yours is a straight shot and you don't have any roof to contend with, yours is actually going to get a plus one uh, D6 oh, cool. as you're shooting strictly down on him. However, he does have a shield. He's one of the ones going, duh, duh, duh. Okay. So it's going to be plus two. Oh, to my target number? Yeah. Got it. on my d12 and i got two additional sixes and a five okay so that's a hit so that's that's a hit okay what do you want to do uh you have you said you had extra extra sixes what do you want to do with them? uh well so i did just make my weapon um i i now have a keen grievous fell bow so okay. i'm going to spend one of them to make it a nine so that he has to roll for a wound gotcha all right uh, I am not going to even bother uh, with uh, with any armor because uh, actually no, I will burn one hate. These guys, as I've said, are very very armored. Uh, that's a nine, thirteen, eighteen, twenty three. Twenty three on my protection roll. Gotcha. Yeah, mine's a sixteen, so he's fine for that. So All then right. he is going to take eight damage. Eight damage. Okay, excellent. So you kind of get him as he holds the shield up. 
but you manage to get it through just before he puts it over his head and you get him like right in the shoulder. So sticking out is your, is your bow. And, he's like, and he looks at it, takes his sword and goes and just kind of hacks it in half. Uh, all right. So Floyd didn't have anything he wanted to throw or do. And we are now in the first round of combat. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. They can do it too. What am I talking about? They, some of them have ranged weapons. Uh, oh no. The one that you just shot, Gilly, actually is going to throw a spear back at you as he kind of drops this thing on the ground, pulls this spear up and just hurls it right up at Gilly. He's going to have a minus one because of elevation, uh, but he is nonetheless going to attempt. I'm going to burn a uh, another hate to counter that. Uh, do, 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 do. And okay. Uh, 8, 14, 17 to hit. Okay, so he throws it up. You manage to kind of duck out of the way, and the spear just kind of goes flying a little further up. He picks up his sword, and he just starts charging, and kind of you can see him almost starting to climb the wall to some degree. Okay, the who else we got? Let's see who else has stuff. Uh, all right, these two to the east, just south of where that guy is, actually both have bows. Uh, one of them will fire at Gilly and one of them will fire at Floyd for their opening volleys. Penalized, of course. I will burn hate from both of them to uh, to counterbalance that. Uh, so first against Floyd. Oh, uh, that's not a good roll at all. That's a total of an 11, so that'll be a miss. Uh, the second is against Gilly. Uh, okay, that's that's a salary. Uh, that's a hit, but it's just a regular hit. Uh, so you're going to take Gilly from this bow shot. Uh, as you just return from dodging the spear, you don't notice through the rain, this kind of black arrow slides through the, through the rain and just buries itself right into your arm for a total of three points of damage. Uh, then the goblin uh, that's by the, the two goblins, I'm going to say the two goblins by the front are going to be able to take shots at Floy, uh, though they will be. I'm going to penalize them for for like basically vision. Uh, they have range on you, which is it's hard to see in this this rain. So each of them is going to take uh, arrow shots at uh, at Floy as they're shooting from atop the wall to the south. Uh, right. Uh, again, I'll burn I'll burn a hate on each of them. Uh, Thirteen six, uh, nineteen to hit. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, two points, of, or excuse me, three points of damage as one of the arrows gets you. Second shot. Uh, another salary. Auto success and an extra six. Uh, roll a... Uh, so you're, first you're going to take uh, a total of five points of damage from the second arrow and roll a injury test. So roll a protection roll. Okay, my armor is 44. Got a 17. 17 is enough. Uh, okay, that is the end. I'm going to say the other, there's uh, there might be others with ranged weapons, but none of them are able to really take a shot. I'm going to say that the the two that are in the room, the tower, da uh, Daggett, it's probably too difficult of a shot for them to shoot back at you. So I'm not going to give that to you. All right, let's go into stances and then we'll kind of walk through how this is going to work. What stances is everyone taking? 
Uh, forward. Yeah, same. What kind of opportunities would Daggett have to get into melee here since he's on top of the tower? Oh, you absolutely could. I would say if you wanted to on your turn, uh, you can either just use your main action to run down, like your main action to run down into melee, uh, or you can try to be heroic, take a, and like, I'll give you an athletics chest as like part of your secondary action to just try to like leap down into the fight and to do so without kind of screwing yourself over. And then you could potentially get into combat on, on, in one round, as opposed to having to take a wait, wait a whole turn to do it. Would these stairs that are broken, would I be able to, uh, kind of bottleneck myself there? Would that be a possibility? You, you certainly could. Okay, uh, then I'll go defensive this round uh, okay. and head towards those stairs whenever I can. Sounds good. Uh, what about the rest of you? What are you doing? Put forward, charging in. Same. Would Arunia be able to be in um, in range stance if Gilly is? Uh, so I'm going to play a little fast and loose at first because like the combat is pretty spread out uh, to start this. So probably this first round, I would say it's okay until they kind of close the distance on you. Uh, but you don't actually have a shot yet. So I would say your main action, Arineal, if you wanted to climb up the wall, you can spend yes. your main action climbing up the wall to get to where Floy is. Uh, so that could be your main action this turn. Okay, that works. Okay. Uh, Tara, uh, what did you want to do? I'd love to do forward and charge in and maybe go around the wall rather than have to climb it. That sounds great. I would say, Tara, if that's the case, I'm just going to move some tokens. Again, this is all... We're going to play fast yeah. and loose to some degree. But well, I'll say you you can close in on that first one, and you can actually become engaged on your on, on your turn. So we're, we're, gonna, we're kind of mixing the stances and such. Sweet. I uh, am some... Oh, no, no, mind. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Floyd, you wanted to go into forward stance two. Um, yeah, I'll run along the wall, try to clear for renewal. Okay, so you're going to run along the wall. There's none, nothing else is on the wall until the entrance to the south. But you do uh, see that front, there's... Just in front of me. Yeah. Okay. There are, the, there are these two on the ground that are kind of firing up at you. You could probably hop down into melee with them if you wanted to do that. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, so we'll say Floyd runs down, hops in, and is going to get into melee with this one. Uh, okay. And then Gilly, are you just going to stay in ranged? Uh, yes, please. Okay, so you're going to stay in range. That's fine. Uh, Daggett's going to move over around. Uh, Arinia will make that athletics test to see if you get up there. Alrighty. Uh, and reminder from chat, don't forget about our uh, buddies. Okay. So the other thing uh, is you got all these allies. And like I said, you could either direct them somewhere to go hold off reinforcements so you don't get quickly overwhelmed or you can use them to stay in the fight with you and potentially get bonuses on your attacks. But that might mean people get ganged up on at certain points. So it's kind of up to you. There's plenty that you can send and do stuff with. So what would we be directing them to do at this point? Arineal would us. direct one of the scouts to... Uh, no, she's... Uh, Murdoch is closer to her, so she's going to tell Murdoch to chase after Floy. Okay, so I'll say Murdoch will go on to Floy uh, uh, and attack Floy because uh, uh, Arineal's going turncoat. Okay. 
What about the rest of them? Again, this is just conceptually. Like, we're. I just want to get an idea. Are you trying to just surround the the immediate people, or do you want to try to send them deeper in? I'm just going to shout out forward, take control of the keep, and just have them run, run in and do whatever they need. Sounds great. Tharnout. Yeah, just help us with these, and then we'll have them engage okay. the others while we yeah. go to the fight. Uh, Got Adlar. it. So we'll say that they're just going to spend their turns running into the keep, shouting, Rah! a few of them are going to, like Tharnal and Murdoch will step off to the side. One, you know, Murdoch will step off to kind of help Floy with this one. Uh, Tharnal will pick up the other. And then the other four scouts will continue start starting to run further into the keep. And I'm going to say that those four are going to kind of come into contact with these other kind of three orcs that are kind of closing in. And they're going to meet right in the center, uh, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. uh, targeting wise, I think Aglar is going to start charging up towards Daggett. Uh, I think one of oh, no. the uh, the creatures in here are going to stay with him. The other one is going to charge out the front door of the tower and engage that group there. So I think we've got our targeting set up. Uh, Arenial, did you make your did you make your roll to climb up? Uh, yes, I got a great success. Okay, uh, and so if that's the case, you are up. Tara and Floy, you're both in forward stance. We are now set up. So Tara and Floy, go ahead. What would you like to do? Only in forward. I'm going to tap into my virtue here. Okay. Uh, you I get a bonus. Yeah, you're going to get a bonus die from uh, from Murdoch being with you. Okay. I can make a, my first attack in forward at an advantage. Mm -hmm. Our favored. That's a Gandhi. Okay. No extra it's gonna auto, it's gonna be automatically hit. Yeah. So they do have some of these have some pretty high parry. So okay, so you're good. Uh what's the total damage? Seven damage. Okay. And then I gotta roll my uh my injury roll in a sec. Seven damage, you said? Okay. Yeah. And injury right, twenty. My, uh I will burn one hate to get an extra dodge to be safe. Uh, let's, let's see, 15, 24, 25 on the protection roll. Okay. So no, uh, no wound, but seven points of damage. Okay. And then following it up, I can make a free intimidate foe. Okay. Go right ahead. Fourteen, twelve. 12. I didn't make it. I failed. Okay. You start shouting out and it's just the rain is pelting so heavily. Maybe your voice just doesn't carry as far as you might think, or maybe they're just a little bit better trained than others. Uh, we'll turn over to Tara. Tara, you are, you have closed in on the one that, uh, that Gilly has shot. You can see a stub of an arrow sticking up. They just finished throwing the spear up at Gilly and have picked up their sword right as you come running at them. They turn to you. What would you like to do, Tara? Uh, try to stab him with my spear, and I got a nine to hit. A nine to hit? That's your total? Uh, yeah. Three right. D6s. Uh, did you roll your D12 as well? Oh, no. Oh, I, okay. I forgot. I get to do that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> right. I'm so These sorry. Do uh, have 19 a to hit. <laughs> 19 total. 19 total is still going to be a good. They have a, they have a plus two to parry because of the shield, but even okay. still, that's still going to hit your target number. Did you get any sixes on your D6? I got one six. I'm I'm so sorry, guys. I'll get this eventually. No worries. No and what worries. did you roll? What did you roll on your D12? Uh 10. Okay. So it's gonna be a piercing blow. Uh then 
you could probably do a heavy blow if you want to do extra damage. And then I'm, so you're, let's take a look at you for a second. So you're using your, uh, spear. your spear. Okay. So your great spear has five damage. And then if you spend your bonus success to do additional damage, you can do six more because that's your strength. So you can do 11 points of damage to this one. And it's going to have to roll to see if it takes a wound. Okay. okay. And uh, how, how do I enable that? Uh, you do it. I just, I have to roll defense. Got it. Got so it. I'm going to roll. I'll burn a hate. Uh, so it's 14, 19, 22. Uh, 22 is going to be enough to not get it wounded, but it did take a bunch of damage as it didn't quite get the shield up at time and you slash through it. Black blood just spurts all around. You can see it starts to smear down the wall right next to it. And it's got this huge gash across its chest. As you face this one, they, they you look at them and they have softer features than you're used to, almost like, they're taller. They they kind of stand a little bit more upright. There's a there's a strange look to them in a way that probably different than other that you've seen before. All right, let's go to defensive oh, stance. No. So Daggett, you have engaged with Aglor the Unbroken. What would you like to do? Aglor, I made a vow that your head would be mine, and I swing at him with my axe. Okay, go right ahead. Uh, minus one for defensive. Okay. Uh, did we say that we could take up to two audience dice per roll? That is correct. You can take up to two. Then I would like to take two. Okay. Okay. Okay, so two successes, but also a Sauron. Okay, what's your total roll? Uh... 21. Okay, that actually will hit. He has a plus six to parry, uh, but Holy you do manage God. to hit him. This giant tower shield. He gets it up. You manage to just barely get your, uh, your, your, is it an axe that you're using? Oh, no, you're, yeah, Black Fong. You're just Black managed Fong. to slash down and kind of catch him right on like his arm as he's kind of lunging at you with this sword. Uh, so you have two successes. Uh, what do you want to do with him? Uh, I think just heavy blow. Uh, okay. Seven damage. Can I do it three times, right? That's how that works. Uh, did you have three successes? Oh, I'm sorry. It was two successes. Yeah, so My bad. So, you, uh, so no, you can't do it three it times. It was two sixes. Here. That's what threw me off. So 14. 14 points. Okay. All right. So yes, you can totally um, do that. Is I know this isn't it. Is his attribute level seven? Because he would be knocked back uh, otherwise if it's seven uh, or lower. It is higher than seven. Okay. And not only that, but because you have uh, a, a Sauron on that, what I'm going to say happens is you swing, you catch him, and he immediately takes the shield and just shoves you into the wall. And I'm going to say you fall prone uh, onto the stairs as you're a little little undertaken. So I'm going to give him a bonus when it's his turn uh, to attack you because you've fallen from this. Your head's kind of ringing and shaking as you are just smashed. Bits of the stone, the force of that smash with the shield was so much that the stone wall... You can feel it almost give ever so slightly. Uh, and then we'll go to uh, Arenal. You spent your turn climbing up, so no attack for you. But Gilly, I assume you're in uh, you're in rear stance if you want to take a shot somewhere. Yes, I would like to take a shot and try and finish this guy. Okay, the one right below. That's fine. Yep. 
And that is an eight and a six and an eight. Okay, yeah, so I hit and I got one extra success. Uh so I'm gonna It's a plus plus two to hit. Just 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 keep an eye on that. So meaning it's it's it so you need yeah, two so I higher than a your total of twenty two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I playing, have sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So what's the damage? Uh I'm just gonna use it for bursting, so eight more damage. That is not enough to take him out. Damn. As you get another one out. Now there's two of them in the shoulder. <laughs> As he looks like this, this, this blood starts to come out of his mouth. Okay. Uh, so it's my turn. All right. So I'm going to say that the melee in the middle of the courtyard, we're not going to pay attention to that. That's just NPCs taking care of each other, etc. There's one that's on Terra who's still alive. Barely, <laughs> barely. I'm going to go all freaking out, uh, as they swing with its last breath. Boy, Ranger. And they're going to swing down with this spiky, hideous black axe that looks almost identical to the one that you saw when you were doing your briefing yesterday morning. I'm going to burn some hate to get some extra dice. You are also in forward stance. So I'm going to get a bonus from that. And, oh, no, these have hatred elves. Good thing you're not an elf. Uh, otherwise, you've got a bonus. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, that's a salary and a bonus six. Uh, okay. Oh, no. So damage-wise, you're going to take nine points of damage. And then, so take nine, so reduce your endurance score by nine. Or take mm -hmm. knockback. Or you can take knockback. Uh, no, I'll just take the nine. And then you're going to have to roll a... A protection roll. I am going to burn a hate to enact its horrible strength ability, which which means that if I spend one hate, your protection roll is now ill-favored. So what that means, Tara, is you're going to... I'll take a look at your sheet to help walk you through it. You're going to roll Thank 2d12s okay. and you're going to roll... Uh, let's see what you got. Uh, 2d6s. You can spend audience dice if you want to get more d6s. Okay. Uh... Do we have enough audiences to spend? Yes, we do. Okay. Can I have one, please? Sure. So I'm rolling three D6s and two D12s. Take no right. worse than D12s. You're perfect. You got it. Okay. Um, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> I needed those audiences. Just uh, give me the, the grand total. That is a 16 total. That and is not, not enough. Additional. Okay. That is not enough. As Tara, you actually take a wound oh, with his shit. nearly dying breath, as he has quite literally oh one gosh. endurance left. No. Swings down. Die, Ranger, and hacks down, uh, and manages to kind of catch your arm as it as you pull it back from the oh, spear. That same ligament. Let's. <laughs> uh, Go ahead into the roll tables category on the right-hand menus. Bring up the wound severity table and give that a roll. Okie dokie. Bear with me just a moment. Like I really enjoy fighting orcs. It's just like, it's straightforward. It's guttural. It's like, I'm not screwing <laughs> you guys with sorcery. It's like, let's just, let's go. Like, let's just go. Yeah. Brawn for brawn. 
All right. Not so bad. That's actually really good. It's a severe injury, but you will recover from it in one day. Nice. After this combat, someone could actually treat you with a healing roll and it will go away immediately. Nice. Nice. All right. It's a paper cut. So you, but you do still have a wound for this fight, however, which means that if you get a second, you go down and you get in irrenial territory. All right. The other one, the next one, uh, is going to the South next to, uh, Floyd and Murdoch, who is, who's outnumbered. So he'll have a minus one on this, but that's going to offset with Floyd being in forward stance. So he's going to roll normal. He's got this broad bladed sword with kind of a hook at the very end of it. And he is going to roll at Floyd. Uh, so let's see. One, two, okay, there we go. Uh, I'll burn a d6 to roll an extra. 11, 14, that's a 15 to hit. How is that, Floy? Just enough. Are you Are you serious? All right, yeah, no, only bonus, no bonus damage or anything like that. Uh, there's nowhere close to, to, with the, so it's just five points of, da- uh, yeah, five points of damage. As he swings down, war flesh, taste, best uh then there's gonna be i'm not gonna roll for thar now and the other one kind of in uh, fighting each other however i am gonna roll uh for these two goblin archers i'm gonna say one's gonna fire over at arineal and one's gonna fire at uh at gilly so the one directly south is gonna fire across the keep where gilly is i will give them both both penalties on their rolls because they're firing through the fog and the rain uh, but they will both fire at you all. Uh, I don't actually have enough hate to really do anything with them, so it's just going to be what it is. So this one's on Arineal. That's a 10 on the die, a 6, and a 4 for a total of 20. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, so you're going to take uh, 5 points of damage. And Arineal, you need to make a, a very important wound test as you are, a protection roll, as you are still wounded. Uh, sorry, oh, how much shit. endurance loss was that? Five? It's going to be five points. All right, let me do that first before I forget. Okay. And I'm just going to roll this here. Um, oh, my God. These are the easy ones. <laughs> supposedly, yeah. I'm going to take... Gilly, you're good. I rolled a 13. You're fine. I missed cool. on you. I just really want to kill a Rineal, You know? <laughs> her and her... I don't take travel fatigue. You know what you do take? You fucking take wounds is what you take. I do. Yeah. I know. I do. So burn whatever resources you got to burn here. Wait, how? Wait. Why Why did I only roll? All right. Let's... Uh, why did that do that? Why are you rolling from the sheet when you normally roll physical dice? All right. So you've got... You have a total of two D6s from your close fit leather shirt and your helm. So you get two D6s there. You also, because it's close fitting, get to add plus two to the total of the roll. So before you spend any resources, it's a D12, two D6s, and then it's plus two to the total. Okay. And I take an audience. Okay. So roll one D12 and three D6s, add it all up, and then add and add two to it. Give me the total. We wait with bated breath. Does this, this piddly, weak, like just terrible goblin, like just a random shot, one in a million, take out? So 19. Okay. 
Uh, no, it's it doesn't. two the, sixes. The answer is no, it does not. Uh, as you do still take a gut shot but, uh, and five points of damage. Okay. okay. Uh, let me make sure that there's nothing else I can do with that one. I do have poison. But it didn't cause a wound, so you're good to go. Okay. Uh, it's the same, basically the same thing that happened to Gilly. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to have as an action, as its main action, there's an, another goblin archer on the on the far western wall. It's just going to run. It's not going to attack anybody. but it's just going to run all the way around to kind of get into firing range of folks. Okay. Then we move uh, inside where the one on the ground is going to the one on the ground inside the tower is going to fire up at Daggett with a penalty uh, because of the elevation uh, and it's going to attempt to fire its bow in your direction uh, I'll I won't burn anything that's a 16 to hit Daggett uh, parry 15 so yes okay so you will take a total uh, da 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 you know what? I'm going to use the D6 I got to make this piercing. Uh, you're going to take a total of uh, three points of damage, but make a protection roll. All right. Uh, I got five dice for protection. I'm feeling okay. If that's the case, I'm going to spend a hate to enact my hideous <laughs> toughness to make that roll ill-favored. That was a lot of ones. Um, yeah. God, I'm going to get them. 16. All right, you're okay. Fourteen <laughs> for the goodness. bow. You still you still take three points of damage, and then Aglor the Unbroken goes. <sighs> Looking at you, attacks are going to get a bonus die because of your Sauron, where you kind of stumbled a bit, and he kind of smashed you into the wall and you fell. He's going to swing at you with his sword uh what are you in you're in defensive right so he's going to get one yeah. less die you said he gets a bonus die for knocking me down though so it's going to be yeah it's going to be equal then okay so i won't i'm not going to enact any hate just yet his first attack uh 13 18 22 to hit that hits uh, just five points of damage. I actually didn't get any sixes and nowhere close to get a, uh, to get a, any kind of bonuses. So it's just five damage. Second attack. Oh, that's not good. Uh, oh, that's only an 11. So this, oh God, that's a terrible roll. Holy crap. I thought uh, you were so saying this, it was not good for me. No, it's not good <laughs> for me. That was a terrible roll. Uh, and unfortunately you didn't take enough damage for me to trigger a savage assault. So that's it for the first round. He was just kind of stretching, going to get through the first one. All right, let's move to the next round. Anyone changing their stances? So Reniel would be ranged if that's possible. Uh, yes, and I'm not like I'm not worrying so much about uh, target assignment because the lay of the the lay of the the battlefield is making this make sense. Uh, so I think I'm totally fine with both Reniel and Gilly being in range stances. That's totally fine. Now that I've closed the gap, I'm I'm going forward. Okay, so Daggett's going to move the forward stance like a boss. Tara, you good in forward stance still? I am. All right, fantastic. Uh, so then, Tara, you want to go first? You want to want to start us off? Sure. Uh, that. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, uh, nineteen. Okay, describe your kill. Uh, he had one, one six this time. He had one. He literally had one endurance left. So just describe uh, how this one goes down. 
uh, really pissed off and and getting so hurt by Goblin Number Four, <laughs> and um, I I think she just she uh, drives her spear deep into the soft tissue because she does. Uh, I I would like to think she's like a foot taller than this thing. That's the thing. Normally that would be the case. But this oh, one's fairly shit. tall. Like I said, standing tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy uh, shit, this tall you could be, a ranger, eh? You could be a little taller than him, but you're not necessarily towering over him. I'm gonna okay, say. well then I will drive it into his belly because fuck First, it. <laughs> and it does that thing where it just sort of pulls itself forward again and just spits this horrible gross blood in your face and you see the eyes roll back my favorite moment against i know (laughs) i loved i loved in excalibur when it happens at the end and it's like from this shadowy silhouette and you can see like a chunk of flesh just like pop out like as a shadow i'm like oh i was remember as a kid okay Tara, you're good. Uh, that's your attack. You can move if you wanted to kind of move inward a bit, if you wanted to run in a little bit, if you like. Uh, yeah. Can I uh, get to this guy, here, the next guy? Yeah, you can get up to where Floyd's Actually, fighting. Actually, Floyd's on that one, no? So I'll... I'll Join Thar one. now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, Floyd, you want to go next for us then? Yeah. I'll team up with Murdoch here. Right, a little double teaming. Okay. Get a plus one. You're hungry. Here's some metal. This guy has plus four to his parry. He has a shield. So that gives him plus two. And he also just has a base plus two. So total of four. Great success with a 10 for piercing. What's the total? So you're good. Like you hit your number even with a plus four? Yeah. Total's like 32. Because I have six dice. Okay, man. You know, it's not a competition. All right. We're just trying to tell the story (laughs) together. (laughs) All right. Uh, all right. What do you want to do? Damage. Fourteen total damage. Fourteen total. Fuck him up. Not <laughs> enough to kill him, but he is not looking great. <laughs> He's trying to constantly get the shield up, and I like to think it's like a, a series of blows where you're just hacking into the shield, and he's like, <laughs> and you continue to like push him against the wall, and then finally his arm kind of gives way, and you get one of this horrible hue right through. Blood squirts from this this section of his chest where the armor doesn't cover as easily, but he's still up. He's still up. Also, uh, the injury roll because I got rolled ten. Uh, okay. Uh, these do have a ton of armor, so I will burn a dec- I will burn a hate, so I, I definitely want to get one more turn out of him. Uh, so I'll do that, and then, that. okay, so here we go. Uh, that's going to be, oh, that's a really good roll. That's a 26 on my protection roll. Oh, yeah, that's plenty. All right, he's still not looking good, though. He looks very, very bad. Uh, and then Daggett, we're going to go to you inside. 1v1-ing Agler. You managed to, to stand up, no problem. What yeah, so he knocks me into the stone, and I like kind of use it to slide mm. back up. That's all you've got. I've been bit harder by my pony, and I swing my axe. Okay. Uh, I'm taking two audience dice as well, Melissa, because I need to hit this guy. Plus six, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, plus six. Uh, oh, God. No extra successes, uh, but it is a hit. Okay. Uh, What's the damage? Seven. Okay. Hey, man. Successful, successful. Successful round is 
Yeah, but 76, I would have hoped for another one. You manage as his, again, this guy is, is not very tall. Uh, he's actually, he's a little bit taller than you, of course, but like, he's not that tall. He's just coated in heavy black armor, this big old towering shield. And he's just like, and he just keeps smashing into us. He's just trying to drive you further and further back and away from the stairs. And in one of these lunges, as he's kind of pushing forward, you step to the side and you take black fan and you you just kind of black falling. You just do like his chop down onto his arm again, but he still manages to have the strength to keep the shield up. Uh, and then we will go to, I'm sorry. I don't know why, uh, Gilly's not on this the screen. There she is. Okay. Arrhenio and Gilly, you're both in, uh, in ranged. You two are next. Go ahead, Arrhenio. Okay. So I would like to try to do something and tell me if this is a little bit too much in one. So Arrhenio is atop this wall. What she would like to do is sort of take that so she's going to the north and then west to where the wall ends. What okay. she would very much like to do is jump across to the other one. And while she's doing that, shoot uh, this uh, this one that is kind of behind. In the tower? Aglar. Okay, so that's not going to work for this reason. So so you're on the eastern wall of, the, of, of this sort of fortress area. But that is a lower wall than the tower. The tower oh, is okay. basically three stories. This is like a story and a half. You absolutely could try to run across these walls and hop over, but you would need then to make an athletics test to climb up to kind of the same level where Gilly is at, where you're on the ceiling looking down, on the roof, excuse me, looking down into the tower. So you can do this, but your main action will be to actually try to climb. And so you would be in position for the next round if you'd like. All right. Uh, I will trust my compatriots. Um, Athletics. Uh, is it straight as I'm rolling it? Uh, I would say because of the because of how raining, you know how how wet everything is, it's gonna to climb is gonna be a minus one. Okay. Okay, so it's gonna be a athletics test. You just need you just need a normal success. You don't need anything fancy. Let me know how you do. Not well, I fell. Okay, so uh, no, no ISL on, right? No. Okay, so you manage to so you manage to run across the walls. You hop over like the the opening in it. Like you're basically literally hopping over Murdoch, who's below you, is like hacking away with Floyd at uh, one of these one of these heavily armored uh, orcs. You try to climb up the tower. You get maybe halfway up, and then you kind of lose your grip. You hear the sound of an arrow fly past you, kind of distracts you a bit as one of these goblins from the other side of the keep is still firing and you fall. Uh, but because you didn't do any sort of Aya Sauron, you're not going to fall all the way down and take damage. You're just going to kind of slump back down to the top of the wall uh, and that's where you'll stay. Gilly, uh, you're up. Uh, Gilly, I'm going to say that if you don't move a little bit further around, uh, you're going to mm-hmm. start because it's getting a little bit more crowded now. There's a lot of people in these melees. It's going to be a little harder for you to see at this point. So you might need to move up a bit to not get uh, too many penalties. Okay. So she'll move up a bit and then uh, she's going to attack the one that's with Floy. Gotcha. So you shoot down on the one with Floy who is not yeah. looking well. <laughs> uh, okay. So. Because uh, because you're at high level, it's going to counteract the, the the rain and stuff, so you're good. So just okay. roll it like normal. 
Uh, and this one's got a plus four to its parry. I got a D10 on my 12s die. 16. So I hit uh, 24, so I hit. Okay. Uh, what's your base damage on your on your bow? Uh, base damage is four. Describe your kill. It had three endurance left. Describe your kill there, Gilly. Uh, so Gilly's just looking for areas that are weaknesses with the armor, and it just kind of catches him through the throat, so it hits one side and just kind of pokes out through his Adam's apple. You're muted, Jeff. I know, I know. I was fixed it. So as he's lunging forward to kill Floyd, or just swinging forward, Floyd, you suddenly see this blossom right in its throat, right above where you see the collar of its male. As you look, you see this blood squirt out as a as an arrowhead emerges from its throat. The blood co- courses over this collar, where you again see a tarnished little amethyst, and it falls into your arms and is trying to like ineffectually with its last bit of strength stab at you, but it's just, there's nothing behind it and it just falls to the ground dead. And you look up and there's Gilly up on the tower firing down at you. I be able to um, put my uh, uh, hook and rope to help assist uh, others to climb up the wall? Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll say on uh, Arenal's next turn, if you wanted to, yeah, we can say that'll happen, sure. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so then it's going to come around them. Again, the melee in the middle, we're not going to pay attention to for now. Uh, so in the ground, on the ground, uh, one of them is on Terra and on Thar now. Uh, it's going to get a minus one because it is out flanks. Uh, but the one that is on Terra uh, is going to turn around and attack you. Uh, and it's going to do that uh, because uh, you're a hero and Thar now is just an NPC. Uh, so it's going to swing around and it's going to try to slash out at you. Uh, However, this one actually uh, hates humans. Uh, It's got a hatred of humans, so this one's going to get favored in its attack against you. Uh, But it is outnumbered, so I'm going to penalize it for being outflanked. Um, I'm going to burn a hate to counterbalance that. All right, so I'm going to roll that twice. All right, well, I got a Sauron, so, so the... That is that. Let me roll. See if I roll any extracties. All right. Good news. Bad news. Situation. Uh, it's a hit. No bonus. No bonus sixes. But I did get a Sauron. So you are going to take five points of damage, and I need another protection roll from you. And again, uh, feel, I have feel, uh, one D on leather shirt and one D on helm. So that's two D sixes. Yeah. Two D sixes plus a D twelve. Uh, now again, you can, you're welcome to use audience dice. If there's, if there's bonuses that you can take extra dice for this, if you like. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to bother at this point. Well, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I want to make sure you understand what's about to happen. Like if you take another wound, you go down. So yeah. it's probably you a good time to. for you to do some. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm okay to not. Take it because I I rolled as well as I could have rolled, uh, which oh, is okay. uh, a twenty four total, a oh, twelve geez. on the d twelve and two sixes. Oh my gosh! My tray burying the lead here. This thing swings Dude, out. I'll, I'll oh. fucking screenshot my thing. <laughs> I believe you. you. I believe you. Unlike everyone else, but Stephen, 
Actually, I think Stephen lies on his dice rolls as well, but usually in the opposite I direction. I rolled three Saurons tonight. I said in the opposite direction, Stephen. I don't trust anything Melissa and Ashley ever say. Long's cool, though. All right. All right. Uh, okay, so you take the five points of damage, but you do not, uh, you not take a wound. Uh, okay, so then inside, uh, Aglor is going to once more continue to try to attack poor Daggett. Uh, no more, you're in forward stance. You're not prone anymore. Uh, he is going to get, he has four rings in his sword <laughs> plus, plus one for your forward stance. He is rolling. I'm just going to roll. I'm, I don't even have enough D6s to roll this. I want to roll an extra D6 as well. All right. So I'm going to, let me see how to do this in system again. So I go target. All right, so, oh boy. Uh, let's see. I'm going to get, here we go. Oh dear. Uh, so I rolled a 30. Uh, so let's see. Let me see what I rolled on my. 31. <laughs> yeah, all right, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you're going to take, let's see. You're going to take 13 points of damage. On the first attack. I'll knock back. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. If that's the case, you're knocking back. Uh, he'll step up towards you, but I'll say he doesn't get his second one out. Instead, what he'll do with his second action, he will yell that baritone, that bass just echoes. And everybody on the battlefield, even those of you, it's like a crack of thunder. As he just yells, we will kill them. And all of a sudden you hear everyone outside just start chanting, down with the pigskins. Everyone starts smashing their blades. You even hear like the goblin shout like, Rah! as I'm doing its yell of triumph, restoring a hate to all of them. That'll be its second action instead of doing an attack. Uh, no. but it'll all right. <laughs> So then I'm going to have the other one that's in here with you th uh, fire its arrow at you. Again, I'm going to give it a penalty because you are up in the air. So that's going to be math here on this. Okay, so it should be uh, nine to hit. So that's probably no good. <laughs> so as you hear 15. an arrow, yeah, that misses. Uh, outside... The, I'm going to say one of these goblins is going to fire at, uh, at a renial. Uh, uh, that is a total of 10 to hit. So that'll be a miss. Um, one of them is, I'm going to say the other ones are going to spend their turns kind of moving to try to get an angle, uh, on, uh, on the rest of you, or on like Arineal and, and Gilly, who are on the tower. Uh, and that'll be their turn. So, new round. Terra, you've got one in front of you that's uh, nearly dead. I think, actually, no, it's not nearly dead. Let me talk about uh, And then, uh, how are we doing on stances? Does Terra still want to stay in forward stance? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going defensive because I can't attack anyways. Okay. You're in defensive, that makes sense. So you're stumbling back. It's just this constantly, this unending, 
just push and push and push at the shield, just continuing to just keep continuing to stabilize you. Uh, okay, so Tara's in forward. Floyd, you're still in forward, right? Floyd, where do you want to target next? Do you want to just run? You want to want to pick off one of the ones that are in the middle melee? Yeah, I'm going to run towards the middle melee and okay. take whoever's available. Uh, it's up to you. Uh, you, you, you just pick what, just put your token next to whichever one you want to target. I do have a, a thing near Rhaenyla where you can help climb up the wall too. I'm not going to waste time climbing if I can't attack. Okay. You charge in. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Uh, and then Rhaenyla and Gilly will stay in rearward. Uh, so Tara, why don't we start with you again? You want to make an attack on this Uruk? In front of you. Okay, that's a twenty total with one six. That'll hit. Uh, even, uh, even with its parry, that'll hit. Uh, so, what did you roll in the d twelve? Uh, ten. Okay, that's going to be a piercing blow. Uh, nice. So, what you, you you should probably do with the six then is probably a heavy blow uh, if you okay. wanted to do maximize damage. So that means. You're going to take your spear's damage, which is uh, five. which is five, and you're going to add your strength score, which is six. Which is six. So it's eleven points of damage. Yeah. And then I need to roll a protection roll. All uh, right. What is that against? Uh, that is against the injury rating of your weapon. So you see, which your... is eighteen. Okay. I will use the hate that was just restored to gain a bonus die on this. Oh no. <laughs> oh shit. Uh that's not good. Uh that's a 16. I just rolled three oh, ones. Thank God. <laughs> Yay. Uh Tara, this has this is a might one creature, so describe your kill. God damn it. Oh fucking yes. Uh okay. Uh I actually think this is a version of the very cool thing Daggett and Floyd did uh, on the docks a couple episodes ago where one went high, one went low. And I think uh, Tara and Tharno do the same thing. Uh, and um, Tharno takes it out at the thighs or no, the yeah. calves and I take it out through the neck and mm -hmm. so both kind of skewer from, from either side. The body falls and you're like staring directly into each other's eyes as this dead body of an Uruk falls between you. He gives you a nod, <laughs> holds up, holds up his sword, turns and runs and charges into the melee. Hell yes. All right. Uh, okay. So then uh, let's see. Uh, Murdoch will probably less heroically start charging in as well. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Floy. Uh, what do you want to do? You, you want to attack, right? Oh, yeah. Do you want to attack the one that's in the in the entrance way to the tower? Or do you yeah, want the one that's attack? blocking the entrance. All right, go right ahead. This one's got a parry of plus four. Okay. Take a slash at its abdomen. Give it a go. 22. All right. Uh, you tell me if that's good, whenever your target number is. Oh, yeah. It's... okay. Seven damage. Really okay. Success. Just seven? Okay. Yeah. All right. Still up. Uh, it's the first time it's taken damage. Uh, then we will turn our attention to Daggett, who uh, who regains his footing, 
kind of gets back up, holds, you know, holds Block Fung out, try to keeping some distance between Agler, but he is undeterred and unbroken as he continues to charge in. Uh, then we'll turn to Arineal and Gilly. Arineal, do you want to climb up the rope that's been given you? Ah, uh, yes, please. <laughs> okay. I will say uh, no roll necessary, uh, but it will take up your action. If, however, you would like to maintain your action, I'll say you can make the roll, but if you fail, obviously you don't get up. So it's up to you. You either get up there by expending your action or you roll the dice, see if you can pass that athletics test. And if you do, you can maintain your main action. Is there a thing where we can spend bits for an extra action? Or am I no. confusing things? That is okay. not this game. Okay. I think um, you guys get enough. Could we make it this game? I think you guys get enough. <laughs> How many times have uh, I killed you guys? How many times have I killed you guys? Zero. How many times have you killed my guys? Sword like a couple hundred. All right. I'll uh, take the free. I will heroically and boldly climb up the rope and be prepared All right. next time to finally do something useful. Okay, Gilly, we turn to you. What do you want to do? Um, uh, I'm going to... Can I shoot at this archer over here? Or is this too far? Yes, you absolutely can. It's going to be minus one just because the visibility is difficult, but you get you can, okay. you can totally do it. That's what I've been doing with it. I've been giving it a minus one visibility okay, penalty. Cool. These don't have any extra parry, so this is these are pretty easy to kill. 16, 17 hits. All right, he doesn't have any extra things. No, to nothing, his. nothing extra for him. Okay, cool. yeah. Perfect, yeah. Just so then um, he's getting eight damage. That is exactly enough. Uh, that is exactly enough. All right. Uh, so describe your yeah. kill. So I, Gilly is like standing above Arineal, giving her, uh, attempting to give her some sort of like protection as she's climbing up. And um, she leans forward and she catches sight of this goblin that has its arrow drawn and pointed at Arineal. And before it can shoot, she leases, or releases her bow and it just kind of catches this in the shoulder and the force of it forces it to fall backwards to its death. Okay. I love Beautiful. that Gilly's just like a sharpshooter. Like <laughs> just get, like taking yeah. off is. goblins. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of like I was like I'm putting this on my bow, this on my bow. <laughs> like, I need help. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, so the goblin archers by the entrance to the keep are going to fire. One of them is going to shoot at Arineal. Uh Arineal, how does a uh, let's see? It's a seven or a one. It's a seven. How does a eighteen do against you? Yeah, that hits. Uh, all right. Uh, nothing special, just uh, three points of damage. Uh, okay. So go ahead and reduce your endurance by three. Uh, the other one I'm going to say is going to fire down into the melee uh, as this heroic and brave dwarf is trying to push his way into the tower. He's going to try to shoot Floy in the back. I'm going to give him a bonus die on this because you are below him, so it's going to cancel out the visibility. Uh, but still doesn't matter because that's a shitty roll. That's a nine. Uh, so that is a, a miss. It's just too many people around. It can't quite hit you. Uh, then the one that you attacked, uh, the Uruk that you attacked, is going to attack you back, Floy, in the middle of that uh, entrance. I'm going to burn a hate to get a bonus die. Uh, you are not the subject of its hatred, so nothing there. Uh, so you are in forward stance. It's going to have 
five d6s. It's two. And then you want one. All right. So, so it's 12, 15. Where's that? Uh, that's a one, 16, and they get one more d6. And that's another first. So that's a 20 to hit. Uh, yeah. But, but no, nothing special. So five points of damage uh, as it swings out at you. Uh, as you're trying to kind of like push it back and it just like <laughs> holds up its shield and swings out at you and won't let you pass. Then uh, inside the tower, uh, the one Uruk that's in on the ground trying to fire uh, the bow up at up at Daggett. Um, I'm going to do one more round of range from him before he kind of closes in. So he's going to fire up. <laughs> It's going to be a very difficult shot for him as he's got minus one for your defensive, minus one for uh, for height. I'll burn a hate. It's going to be minus three. Okay, so should be... All right. Well, that is a Sauron. Uh, so you're going to take three points of damage as he actually does hit you, and I'm going to need you to make a protection roll as he does manage to finally thread the needle with this one. All right. Those three points are adding up. Yeah. Uh, that's a crappy roll, too. Uh, 19. That's still good. Uh, 14 is the injury rating, so you're fine. Uh, you still take the three points of damage. Uh, and then finally, uh, for this round, and probably for the night, Aglor the Unbroken will go. And he will look at you, Daggett. You can see... He's taken some cuts and some wounds, but he is still filled with fire, with vigor, his eyes blazing, this utter hatred. He brings that shield down. He starts smashing them together, and then he's going to, I'm going to burn some hate. He's going to swing down at you. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. With once more his sword. I'm going to spend some hate, which will counterbalance that. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh my goodness. That'll still hit. It's still going to hit. And how many? All right. The first hit is going to do... Uh, I'm going to do a heavy blow. So it's going to add eight. Uh, 13 points of damage. Uh, knock back again. I have to or I go down. Okay. And then once more, he will scream out again uh let me actually double check something with his i'm pretty sure he can attack twice even if i do knock back like he can still reach me okay i'm thinking about it because yeah, i just did the triumph so i think he will go ahead and just hit you again two quick uh... hits i'll burn more hate oh dear Okay, uh, this was an extraordinary success this time. That's two successes, two extra successes. I'm going to do heavy blow for both of them. It's going to be enough. I only have four left. 21 points of damage. So as, as Daggett and Aglor are like on these rafters up at the top of the stairs, you're swinging away, Daggett. You're constantly ducking and moving and trying to find ways past this massive shield that's even bigger than him. And he's just pushing and pushing. You knock back with the first one. 
you kind of roll, you stand, you almost kind of teeter back and fall. And then finally he just and just charges in and just with the shield smashes it into you. And the two of you go barreling over and he smashes down, slamming you into the ground and you are knocked out. And Aglar has landed. Floy, you look past the one who's trying to block your way into the tower. You see Daggett fall. You see Aglor. You know it's him. Smashes down on top of him. He stands up with the shield, smashes it down on Daggett once more, looks at you. You next, dwarf scum. And that's where we're going to end for tonight, I think. Oh, my gosh. Dang it. If I could have got some better attacks in, I might have been able to get a wound at least so he could only take one action. So there's good news. I mean, you're not wounded. Uh, Like, in a sense, like, you haven't taken a wound. You're just knocked out. Like, you just, I think the fall, you bang your head, and you just lose consciousness. So, like, it's not like you're on death's door, but you're taken out. Uh, All right. Uh, I really like Aglor the Room Broken. I really, really like him. I really liked Rotag back in the day, but I actually think I might like him better. Like, I love this guy. I don't know. I've been experimenting a little bit, getting some one edition, first edition stuff into the game, and I've been using some of the magical quality weapons and stuff here and there to kind of help spice things up so it's not just the same stuff over and over again. And I really like this guy. Um, So, yeah. He's cool, man. He's He's very cool. Yeah, he is. (laughs) All right. So uh, I think what we'll, maybe we'll do, since you're out of the fight, maybe we'll give you control of one of the NPCs or something. And so maybe you can play like Tharnow or Murdoch or something so that you have something to do next week, Stephen, uh, when you come back and play. <laughs> since I have completely taken Daggett out of the fight. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do some closing plugs uh, and then we'll get out of here. So on uh, next next game, it's going to be Monday. You can catch uh, Melissa and I playing some Call of Cthulhu, doing Horror on the Order Express as per usual. Uh, then on Tuesday, I'm imagining Gunk's in a little bit of trouble. So, uh, after what happened today, so you want to tell me? I'm, I'm, I'm not vengeful at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tuesday, we're playing Forbidden Lands. Uh, Jeff's in that, Melissa's in that, and, uh, we will be fighting an evil metal Pinocchio. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. And again, as I said earlier today, evil Pinocchio is redundant. So as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Uh, all right. And then on Friday, we'll back to Conan. We're starting up a brand new adventure. So if you haven't joined us yet for Conan, perfect time to start. Brand new adventure. We're going to be going to Katai, which is like the uh, Hyboria equivalent of like ancient China. So very kind of curious to see what, what Aaron's going to cook up for us. Uh, and then obviously next week, we'll be back to Wondering on Saturday. Also, if you don't mind, go ahead and check out the old YouTube page. Look for Adventures and Lollygagging over there. You can find all of our old games, all of the games we've been playing. Even some of the current games uh, are up there as well, like Blade Runner and Holler, all that good stuff. Uh, so go ahead, take a look at it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and raid somebody. Uh, and uh, and I want the rest of you to have just, you know, just like a really, really good weekend, unlike Daggett. Right? <laughs> uh, let's see. Who do we want to do? Who do we want to do? Uh, let's do a little, I don't know, Perception Studios. Let's do that. Let's see what they're playing. Playing some Honey Heist. So go ahead and follow the raid, Ooh. and we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.